Hello and welcome to Bomb Squad, In Dreams Club PlayStation podcast. My name is Andrew Muggleton and I am joined as always by my good friend Chris Sling. How are you? I'm very good. I've, oh, I've been dreading this though. I know. I know. It's been a while. We've <laughs> pa- hit pause. Yeah. In between talking about the game of the decade and now this this is going to be tough. Yeah, we are here with part two of our games of the decade uh, special bonanza, as it were. In part one, we kind of went through the last 10 years and I kind of picked out a load of games which have were released during that period and that we've played. Um, we waxed lyrical about a load of them. And then we picked, we gave some honourable mentions and then we picked a list of our top 10 games of the decade making sure that we had two separate lists of 10 no overlaps yeah um, and then we threw the twist in the works we, we, t- we threw a twist and we we both deleted two two games two yeah. games off either of our lists um so now we've got two sets of eight going head to head and we're gonna we're gonna duke this out and crown one game the game of the decade damn. according to us damn so what I'm going to do, first of all, I think we should, I'm going to run through the kind of the pairings because we paired them off um, mm-hmm. to fight. So to start, um, we have here Nino Cooney versus Return of the Oberdin. We have The Walking Dead Series 1 or Season 1 um, versus Diablo 3. We have Life is Strange versus Bioshock Infinite, The Last of Us. Versus Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. We've got Red Dead Redemption 2 versus Tetris Effect. We've got Dungeons and Dragons versus Near Automata or Automata. Uh, we've got Arkham City versus PT, the playable teaser. And we've got God of War versus The Witcher 3, <laughs> Wild Hunt. Yeah. Right. Okay, <laughs> we're going to go through them in that order. Um, and... We'll look at each one. We'll decide a winner when we, as we go through each time. Um, yeah. And then we're going to then pair them off. Then we'll have like a kind of quarterfinal, semifinal, then final. Um, so let's kick it straight off. Chris, talk to me about Nino Cooney. Why, why did you bring this game um, to, your, to your games of the decade? Yeah, I, I, so I brought Nino Cooney because um, I played it. I can't remember when it came out now, obviously, but I, I played it on PS three i think originally right um and it just absolutely blew me away you, you just imagine kind of a if it, say you chucked into a bag studio ghibli uh pokemon disney um uh, and like maybe like final fantasy and like and mixed them all up and made a game um and i was just completely enamored with the art style straight away from the off yeah um made by level five and actually studio ghibli as well Yes, um, so they, they were Studio Ghibli were involved for the first game, but not the sequel. For the first game, but not yeah, the second, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Nino, can you see, I played and finished and really enjoyed, um, but I think I kind of ruined it for myself because I, I, I thought the Platinum Trophy was quite achievable. Mm-hmm. And so I started like grinding and like, like grinding that game out. And I, yeah. I think I played for like maybe like 40, 50 hours. And then, and then I just, one day I literally just got up turn the game on realized that i'd made like loads of currency or something in the king in the kingdom that you make in that game and then i literally just hard quit i was like yeah no nope. <laughs> i know i literally because I, I had i think i bought it on disc and i um I, I took pictures of it put it on ebay and it sold yeah. like that day and i was like i can't do this yeah yeah um but i'm not talking about nino kuni exactly um nino kuni um ba- the story starts off you're a wee lad 
uh, living in the real world. Mm. And then your mum becomes quite ill. Does she just die straight up? I think, I think she, she just dies. Yeah, straight up. yeah. I think she becomes ill and dies. Um, and then you get transported to a magical world, and uh, you meet Drippy, who's your um, Welsh little companion, <laughs> who's got a lantern coming out of his nose. It's like yeah. proper Studio Ghibli stuff. Yeah. Um, and then it goes on and tells a really cool story where you go around towns doing little quests where you see that some per- there's a person like who doesn't have enough courage to do something and mm. do his job properly and then you find someone else in the city who's got way too much courage yeah and so you go and take some of their courage and give it to someone else to make everyone uh, more rounded out it's quite uh it's a bit communist in a way isn't it that really? sort of sharing everything yeah, out you true. know true our courage mm. not your cu- um <laughs> and then um you, there's like a Pokemon style system in the game where you have little familiars, I think they're called in Ninokuni, um, and they can battle for you, but also you as a human, you're kind of like a spell casting. Person. Yeah. Um, really fun. Um, story. Like, I kind of, when I started playing it, I kind of, it was in like a Final Fantasy mode because it's like JRPG, and the Final Fantasy stories always get so like like blown up and like oh my goodness suddenly i'm fighting god himself yes, or something yeah yeah, yeah. Um, whereas this one like it has that big crazy villain but it becomes so personal and i was leg- and i won't i won't say it for anyone that wants to mm. play this game but like i was so surprised that the story didn't take make some decisions that i just you kind of assumed it was going to yeah considering who'd made it and um yeah so it's like really surprisingly mature in its storytelling by then considering what it what the game looks like on the face of mm. it. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting as well, although I haven't actually, I've played like, I think an hour of it at the very beginning. I have you. Um, cool. Yeah, I think, I, I think when it came out, I think I played about an hour or so of it. Um, other than that, so I don't have a huge knowledge of the game, but from what I do know, it seemed, I remember from what you were saying, like you were saying, it's quite, it's surprisingly mature in its storytelling, whilst also being a generally a really like positive kind of oh, game yeah. whereas a lot of games it can get pretty dark and and dingy and with death and stuff it's still it's quite a a light but mature game in in some way um there are some games that i um like oh, i'm trying to think of a really good example now even um other games that i'm going to talk about we're going to talk about later mm. things like god of war the last of us um where i'm kind of like oh, i, w- I want to play something but i really don't want to just be like bummed out yeah and i'm kind of i'm just dipping my toes into games like the Dark Souls remaster and Bloodborne. And uh, sometimes I get, I'll get home from work and I'm like super up for it. Yeah. Just like go and get my ass handed to me yeah. like nonstop. But sometimes I'm like, Oh, I really don't want like, yeah, yeah. I really don't want this like crushing. It's like depression. Depressive. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. And, and Nina Kinney was just like, perfect. Yeah. Perfect for that. And, and, the, and two's great as well, but like it didn't, it wasn't quite, yeah, didn't have the magic. No, are they they forced it. other types of gameplay, mm. like the the um, kingdom building thing, which was kind of fun. But also, I was like, I don't really want to be doing this. The yeah, time. this feels like something I could play on my phone. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we all know how I feel about mobile gaming. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so loved it. Um, I don't know. Maybe in a second. If you talk about Return of the Obedient, then we can yeah. talk about maybe what the downsides of these games are. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll talk about why I picked um this on my list um so return of the Oberdin is a game by a guy called lucas pope who uh, previously made papers please um which is a very interesting little game um 
I have a funny old history with this game because I remember, so I, I regularly go on kind of various tech websites and I remember back in 2016, The Verge covered this, I think at, um, it was like GDX or something like that, some event. And I think he did, he gave like a little trial out of this game. And it was, I don't know if you remember, this is the very beginning of the game. You start and you have the captain who shoots someone through oh, a door. Oh yeah, no, I remember, I remember that. Yeah, the very the game beginning. Like perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that section up until, I think the, the first or second death that you kind of go into, use your little... Um, pocket watch thing to compass. go yeah little yeah. compass thing to go into the death um i think the first two in its entirety exactly as it was basically maybe a little bit less kind of clean looking um i'd seen and i was like whoa this looks mental it's kind of like these old mac mac os kind of games um really, really super simple style and i was like this looks really cool i'm, I'm gonna follow this and then nothing like nothing for ages until like the middle of uh, 2018 when it kind of got re-announced as like a launch and stuff and i completely forgotten about this game and then it popped back up and suddenly everyone was raving about it. i was like oh i remember this this looked really cool then roll around the time um it released in 2018 we i think we played it i think we played it in one sitting was it yeah, i think it or like we started it then i think we played dnd yes and then we, we just stayed carried on afterwards yeah and- till like three in the morning i think um it's crazy that we played two games that evening on this list indeed indeed um but yeah so so it, it caught my eye a, a while ago and then by the time we finished i think both of us kind of sat down and we're like wow that was pretty that was pretty special like that that was amazing and the 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 idea behind it is you are a um like an insurance claim person who this ship has just sailed into this harbor um and there's no one on it everyone's dead um, and you're kind of going in there to fill in an insurance claim basically for it. And what you do is you have this compass time watch thing where if you see like a, there's like a, 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 a corpse, corpse yeah. yeah, you can go over to it and kind of click it and you'll go, it will suddenly go backwards in time with this cute little bit of music and it like spirals in. And then you see the last couple of seconds maybe a couple of minutes of that person just before they die but you hear it only really as you can walk around the area there's no moving of characters they're all static and you but you just hear them talking and through that you then learn how they died or who they were and you have this this manifesto and you have to link up names and faces from a sketch that someone did of the of the crew on the boat and you got to link them up and link how they died so you have this kind of list book where you're writing Mr. X died by X, like, but, and if it was someone else who did it, then you put their name or something. And you don't like type that out. There's, you press like how they died and it will give you so many options. Yeah, and like loads 30 them, like, or 40 options. And loads of them like aren't even in it. But yeah. some, some of them you it's look like at It's like electrocuted. And yeah, it's yeah. Like, and like some of them you look at it and then you see by, so like who killed yeah. them or, or like how. Mm. And you see some of the options for by, like right at the beginning of the game, you look at some of the options for who killed them or yeah. what killed them. And yeah. you're like, what the what? fuck is going on in this? <laughs> yeah. like, what is actually happening? Because you think it's all totally normal other than this weird kind of supernatural compass thing you've got. Yeah. Um, suddenly, yeah, oh, you, you, you look at some things and it's like, by by sea devil. And it's like, what? Yeah. what, what? I think, um, I don't know if this, I don't know how much of a spoiler this is. If, if you don't want, I mean, if you've seen anything about the game, you've probably seen this, what I'm about to say mm. anyway, but skip on a minute or two if you want to, uh, not be totally spoiled. But basically, that first moment when you see, because I think you get the, um, 
you get the corpse of the captain's wife yeah. in, inside his office and then you go to that and then you first see, you just look up and that kraken is yes. just like engulfing the ship and you and it's like maybe within the first like half an hour of gameplay and you're just like, what the hell? Because you think the game's going to be like, a, oh, it's a mutiny and a captain yeah, and, and we're seeing yeah, something because yeah. you, you start quite at the end of the story, don't you? Yes, you start then, yeah, um, pretty close. To and then it just goes to like this kraken and everyone is dying around you and you're like, what the hell? But you, you also, when you do those moments where you see the death, you you hear them you hear it play out and then you can investigate the scene but you only have a limited amount of time and then suddenly the screen kind of closes in on itself and you're back to to, to current time so you're kind of desperately running around trying to see yeah. things as quick as you can and take in all of these crazy things that's happening um, and it was it was so clever with how you had um, you also had the 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 list of all the people that were on board plus their country where they were from. So sometimes you would hear someone talking and you'd be like, oh, that guy's Irish. And you go and look at all the Irish people. Then you're like, oh, they said they were working on um, the scaffolding or something. And then you look at, oh, these people slept in this quarter. So you go down there and you might find someone's name or, or some clue. So you have to link them all up. Um, and then eventually, once you've linked up enough, you then get given the kind of end of the game. Um, I think it's every five times you get it correct it then kind of clicks and you can move forward on the story um, that's such a um clever way of um stopping you cheesing it yes so clever every now and then we would kind of try and guess at something but the i would say like but, but 90... you, like we could guess but there was no way of knowing oh you're right on your guess unless you got that guess plus another guess and yeah. another one all right and each one of those guesses has got three components that need to be perfect exactly. in order so it's so it's such a little clever way of stopping you from just guessing everything yeah. i mean having said that if you wanted to do that you could literally you could spend ages just well, like no, yeah but also you could just google what is the answer oh, to yeah, the whole true. game and just input it right at the beginning yeah. and that would be it it's, I guess. it's it's but, exactly the same as like the witness in that yeah, you can yeah. completely just cheat your way through it but then if you suddenly decide you're not going to do that anymore, more, you'll be completely lost as to what's happening. It's, but it's quite different to The Witness in that Return the Origins is a really good game. Right. <laughs> okay. I see how um, this is going. <laughs> is, there any, is there anything else you want to say about Return the Origins? No. I think, I think I've, I rest my case. Okay. Why, why would, what, are your, what are your drawbacks for Nino Cooney? Why would you not want Nino Cooney to go forward? I'm bearing in mind, you, I suppose you're not really playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I th- I, um, I, well, when I did play it, one of the reasons I didn't continue further was I didn't immediately connect very well with um, the combat system in it. Mm. Um, and also there was something for me, and this is this is purely my issue, was I found it hard to connect with the cast of characters initially as they were like all kind of kids and they're stuff. So, they're very wacky. Yeah, and, and it was, I think... I think I was going in expecting a Final Fantasy kind of thing. And I was like, oh, these are all kids. I don't really want to play around. Like, I don't want to be controlling a kid. I want to, I want to kill stuff or something. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I just wasn't able to connect straight away with it. Um, yeah, the combat. Um, I think one of the, I can't remember if there's a difficulty option in the game or not. I'm hmm. not certain if there is. But um, one of the things, it, you can cheese the game pretty well. Okay. Um, because... Um, when you start an encounter, especially I can remember specifically some boss encounters, you're kind of um, put into like a almost like a dome, mm-hmm. like thunder dome. Nice. Not really, not like thunder, you know, <laughs> uh, like a dome, and so you can't exit that. But what you yeah. can do, and I remember doing this for a boss when I was getting like 
dicked on by a boss and I basically ran around the outside yeah and I avoided most of the attacks and I was able to then heal up a bit and um you know reef some of familiars do some damage and uh, heal people uh, resurrect people and, mm-hmm. and and kind of just like really lose the fight but then just be able to grind them down and yeah, like, yeah just by running in a circle for like 20 minutes um there was also certain you know how like in jrpgs there's always like one random enemy that if you kill it it will, it will give you like 20,000 EXP and it's yeah. like crazy. Yeah, yeah. There was a way of farming them uh, uh, okay. quite late on from memory, but um, you could do that and then the end of the game was like, yeah, just so easy and yeah, I, I 100% yeah. did that. Um, Return the Abra Din. Yeah, negative. Uh, I, I, I kind it's of... It's so st- hard. I was like, trying to think where you're talking because like... It's so unique. Everything that it's trying to do it's yeah. like perfect at yeah um like they the, i guess the main the main um drawback of it is that they did forget the graphics they forgot all the That's graphics it. yeah yeah they forgot all the graphics um i think if i was being critical there were a couple of like some of the people and some of the the answers to their kind of clues and stuff was a, maybe a little bit too obscure. Like you, some I do remember a couple of times us just having been like, right, we've just got to take a stab because we, I, I can't work out anything else. And then when you find out that you're right with your stab in the dark, kind of, it's kind of like, oh, okay, I kind of get that, but I don't think you telegraphed as well as you were doing it so well at telegraphing and showing and dripping stuff to us that some of them, I from memory, I felt a bit ah. I didn't really see how you were hinting at this at all. Yeah, and some of it's like, uh, okay, well, was was this person with that wait, before you learn what certain things do? You're like, was this person stabbed or were they spiked? Yeah, like that, were they impa- were they impaled or, or were they were they um, crushed or were they did they fall? Or, yes, and because it, it can be you could depending on how you want to look at it, it could be one or, or the and, other. But I've, I'm sure I read somewhere that the game actually allows more than one thing for certain oh does it so it accommodates those um yeah yeah. okay right it's where you see where are you thinking then straight up Uh, i'm i'm naturally leaning towards return of the Odin. it's the game that i played and i as i said i didn't i didn't connect with nino kuni although i haven't really played it yeah yeah. Um, i don't know what's your thoughts i'm i'm cool with that i think yeah i think yeah i'm happy with that I really love Nino Kuni. I, th- yeah. I just thought, and I always get these thoughts bef- while we're recording. Mm. What I think we should do is every time a game goes out, it should have like it should have an award because yeah. it's made it. It's like got to this. Like, yeah, so we I think should that's be like idea. for each game that goes out, there should be like that game was the most X game of the last decade or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, yeah, I compared to like some of the games that we're going to talk about and literally like about to talk about. I was thinking something like it was like the most heartwarming game. Yeah, I think uh, something like that. Like, list. I mean, yeah. I compared to everything else there. I think yeah. probably maybe, yeah, maybe think... PT. Yeah, PT is very heartwarming. <laughs> um, so that's, yeah, I can that's get one. with it. Yeah, yeah. Nino Kuni so, receives um, Bomb Squad's most heartwarming game of the decade. Okay, then. So next up, then we have Walking Dead season one versus Diablo three. So let's, each time we'll switch around. So I'll go first this time then. Um, So I have brought Diablo 3 to this. Um, I actually 
I have a huge history of Blizzard games from Warcraft 1, 2, 3, Starcraft 1 and 2, World of Warcraft, pretty much everything. However, I never played any Diablo games. Um, I think it was because I was always a bit scared of the box art for it. <laughs> and uh, whenever I saw any pictures, it was always kind of like, well, this is dark and gothic looking. Um, so Diablo 3 comes along. Um, it's huge on computer. Um, but then they released a version for the PlayStation. Um, I think it was the PS3 and then the 4, um, which combines um, the expansion in together with the base game, um, Reaper of Souls. And that came along and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a go because I kind of fancy something where I'm somewhat mindlessly playing and just uh, just seeing those numbers pop up. So I bought it. And I was like, why haven't I played a Diablo previously? This this is itching. This is itching? No, this is scratching every itch. Is that the right? That's right. That's, that's right, right, isn't it? Because yeah. people often say it's itch something. I'm going to itch something. I don't know. Yeah. I hate that. You can't itch something. Exactly, exactly. Like, so it scratched my itch for loot and big numbers. And essentially, Diablo is, it's kind of... Some there are some other games which people think have gone past it, but it's kind of the your 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 go to um, ARPG kind of dungeon crawling loot based game. So you are a, a hero um, in Tristram, I think um, is the area, and um, you're a little character. You pick up one of a couple of different classes. You have a, a various set move set. And you just go around uh, killing things, basically. And there's a story to it, but it's very high fancy, whatever, kind of angels and demons and kind of, yeah, kind of crazy. Um, but the main the main crux of it is going around fighting things and getting better loot or armor or weapons and equipping those and then getting powerfuler, getting new moves and putting these moves and armor together in various different combinations and then killing bigger things and getting better weapons and better armor. And it's just this cycle that goes on and on and on of just constantly fighting things and seeing your numbers become bigger when you're attacking someone and then getting a better weapon and suddenly something pops, something flies out of this dead enemy and it's got a giant orange light to the sky and that means it's a legendary thing. It's like, wow, I'm so excited. And you unlock it and then it's not as good as the one you've got and it's like, oh, okay. And then you move on and you hit another one and then you go mental again and it's better. And it's, um that's kind of the, the crux of what you're doing in Diablo. And it's 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 like an addiction kind of thing um, for me. You, It's one of those games which make, it kind of makes me question, why do I play video games? And then I like play this and I'm like, I, just, I, I, I don't think I can really answer it <laughs> with this <laughs> kind of game. Um, but it consumed me for literally hundreds of hours Um it was one of the, it's kind of one of the proudest platinums I've got in a game because um, it takes a long time to do it and a lot of commitment. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, that was kind of the reason for bringing it. It just, yeah. uh, it just consumes so much of my life for such a long period of time. Okay. Um, so that is up against The Walking Dead mm. season one, which was one of my earliest platinum trophies, mm. I think. Mm. Um, I think similar, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously Telltale which you know had its this game gave it started the meteoric rise of yeah. Telltale and they'd had a few before that arguably um, their the biggest height yeah as, well maybe not even arguably like I'm sure oh absolutely I don't think any of the others are really I mean there's some great games in it like the board uh, Tales from the Borderlands Wolf Batman. Among Us Bat the Batman ones are great um, 
But Walking Dead season one. Yeah, that was the pinnacle for it. Um, I mean, I, 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 I can't really like go into it apart from bringing up just how how emotionally invested you get in that mm. story by the end of episode five of series one, season yeah. one, um, and what they what they do. Yeah, and I mean, it's one of those things where you kind of you see you see what happens to these characters coming a mile off because it's The Walking Dead. If you know anything about The Walking Dead, you know what's going. You know that it's so bleak. Yeah, and the kind of message of The Walking Dead is like, no, nah, you're all just you're all screwed. Yeah, exactly. Um, so obviously, it's a it's episodic. Yeah, I think there were, there were five episodes, weren't mm-hmm. there? Um, and you're introduced to these two characters, Lee and Clementine. Uh, Lee, who uh, starts the whole thing off actually being arrested in the back of a cop car, yeah, in the back yeah. of a police car, and then um, obviously the outbreak happens, and the, I think the the, the police officer like run into a zombie, and then yeah, it crashes. And... He's chatting to Lee um, in the car, and you're kind of making some decisions, and then yeah. it cuts forward, and there's a zombie walks across the road, and you smash into it, car flips over, you get out. I think you, I think you have to. Do you kill the zombie? Because I think it comes over to you or something from that car. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. And you have to like try and get out. And, yeah. And then it's obviously the whole game plays like you're just quick time events and moving and finding items and to progress. Mm. And um, then Lee manages to escape that. And he meet, he goes, he's going through houses, basically trying to see what's going mm. on and finds Clem, Clementine, this girl who is basically lost from her family. Yeah. Hiding in a tree house. Um, and then it just basically develops from there. So it's sort of there, them, those two trying to survive, going from group to group, um, disaster after disaster, mm. um, just trying to survive in that in that horrendous world. Um, you meet some good people along the way. Yeah, you meet some horrendous people along the yeah. way. <laughs> I mean, there's so many. The, the the episode where they go to the that farm, the farm the that really there. that really sticks out in my mind as one of those moments where I can I can picture almost every moment of that of those of those couple of scenes put together. I remember at the beginning, is the, I think is it, it might be the first episode or the second episode where you um the guy takes you in, and then you immediately have the decision about his son or yeah. the other guy's son. Yeah, and uh. Yeah, there's I mean, always like resentment from one of them towards It's classic tale, but this was before we were all kind of worn out on the, what tale yeah. telltales before we, you know, by the end of the decade we were all kind of like, oh, another telltale yeah. game, whatever. So much but, so um, that they closed. Yeah, and then exactly. came back from the ashes. But this was before that. It's before we just knew that all telltale games were just kind of a flow chart that all yeah. ended in the same way. But, um, you know, you made a black and white decision, but it yeah. just kind of didn't really change much. Um. Although they did, they changed that a little bit with the bat with the Batman ones actually. Yes, I remember, I remember you saying that. Um, but yeah, obviously you get that emotional moment at the end, and the payoff if you've been playing it. I think I I don't I can't try and think how I played this if, if it was already all out or not. So well, so I I remember when we were living together, I was playing it well, kind of on my account. I was yeah. playing it episodic, episodically as it came out. Yeah, I don't know if you then maybe i think maybe it. we played it together on your account because yeah, yeah, i yeah. i remember then maybe just like uh i think i was just annoyed that i didn't have like the yeah plan, the course, platinum trophy for it so i just smashed you play the thing. game to get the trophy. i played season two as well yeah um which wasn't as good mm. um yeah there's a, there's a train of uh happening with your games a good a good first game and a not so good second game yeah <laughs> um hopefully not all of them, <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see whether it keeps going yeah um uh, so <laughs> 
I mean, yeah. that's I mean, that's all I really want to say about I it think, because yeah. I, I think the whole obviously there's not much going on in terms of like the gameplay and how yeah. great it feels to play, but it's all about that story and. I don't want to spoil anything about... No, story. exactly. I don't think we need to spoil the story. We don't need no. to. Just just like Return of the Obra Dinn forgot to put the graphics in. With this, they kind of forgot to put the gameplay in. They did in, forget. But... And they've kind of forgot to put like the, the engine in. And, yeah, oh, yeah, like... yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, tr- that's true. Um, but that... that um, the uh, relationship between Lee, uh, Lee and Clem and yeah. the performances... Mm. Um, I can't remember who was Clem, but Dave Fenoy. Dave Fenoy, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely incredible. Yeah. Amazing. Totally agree, totally agree. Right, decision time. Um, what, are the, what are the negatives then of, of the two games? Yeah. We, we just kind of said about The Walking Dead, like the, it could be a bit janky. Sure. It uh, could be a bit janky. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's not like super fun, I guess, to actually play no, moments I, th- I think, moment. I think, yeah. The, the, you it can c- be stressful. Oh, it can yeah, be a little yeah, bit yeah. like the, when you're like timed and you've got to find the right thing or make yeah. the right decision. Absolutely. Um, I think it's it's a like and I don't I don't see this really as a negative but I think you could look at it as in like it is an interactive TV episode kind yeah. of like it, you just make your decision with it. Yep. Um negative to Diablo um <laughs> the story is absolutely ridiculous. Um So I've uh, in ter- for me and Diablo I've played a bit of Diablo 3 but only yeah. ever co-op with you like yes. lo- like as yeah, in yeah, yeah. Um, together on the same I don't know what the right word for that is on the same couch team. co-op yeah kind of. local like, co-op yeah but like together we're not playing against each other no yeah yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're running around yeah. as, to, as partners there um, and it was like fun I think my only thing with it was that mm. like um, I don't have the same drive of like loot yeah I yeah, never yeah. have really yeah in games I like I mean in any game I like upgrading my gun or whatever yeah, but yeah. I've never been like Oh my oh god, my I must god, have look it. at the yeah. new one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like, for example, the way that we... Uh, and at some point in the future, we're going to talk a lot about Final Fantasy because we both love Final Fantasy. Mm. The way we play those games is very different in mm. terms of, like, when I play Final Fantasy, I want to, like, just see the story and, yeah. like, go through and, um, like, see the characters and interactions like that. Whereas I know that when you play it, it's like, no, I have to max every single person's weapon. and I've got to find the special weapon. Yeah. And I've got to, like, yeah, get um, everything like that. And I just, I have no real interest yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah, um, And that 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 then, naturally, for, that is Diablo 3. Exactly. Like, that is like, I kind of game. felt like, we, like, and that's the other thing, we, we played through it, and I feel like we almost finished it together when we did, like, co-op, or got... I, I think we played through pretty much all of Act... There's, like, three acts. Okay. Oh, no, four acts in it. Three acts in it, I think. And we played pretty much all of Act 1. Yeah. Um, and then got to the next place. And then and then I realised... And then and that went in my head. And I did, it wasn't that long, I don't think. No, We weren't no, playing yeah. a particularly difficult, no. difficult setting or anything either. But, like, I kind of thought, like, oh, man, people just rerun these. Like, over and over. And I was just like... Man, I feel like I feel like I'm wasting my time. Yeah, well, that, in a that's, way. that's like, absolutely. I think that's a really valid thing. I do sometimes like look at myself, and when I'm playing that game, I was like, "What am I actually doing?" And then I was like, "Oh no, I'm getting shit tons of dopamine from this." So yeah. I, I'm happy with that kind of waste of time. But I can I can 100% see the it's it's almost like an upgraded cookie clicker type of game, yeah. you know, where you're literally just tapping. Um, but yeah, no, I I would all I would happily with this one. Um, let Diablo three sit out um, of this one and give give the win to Walking Dead. Um, I mean, I would I brought Walking Dead, so I would. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, no, I'm 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 happy with that, is that one. Is that, that controversial? Is that controversial? Do you think? What's well, a that controversial decision? decision? Um, 
I don't know. I don't. The, the, the problem Walking is Dead season one is pretty like well is very well regarded. Exactly. I think it, now someone might not regard it as highly, but only because of the history of Telltale yeah. since then. So it kind of clouds it. At the time, um, it like won Game of the Years. And yeah, well, loads. Like that, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and people were pretty bummed about Diablo three, weren't they? Yeah. So when it launched, like there were all sorts of issues, and it's it's one of those games where when it launched, there were a ton of issues. Um, just connectivity wise and then also this auction house thing but then they brought out the um expansion and everyone was like oh this is a lot better and there's been a lot of things which have got better and better with it but it's it's a weird one where it was so huge and it brought in so many new fans that naturally there was a lot more a lot of excitement around it but then a lot of the old fans were kind of like ah this is kind of different from the other games so yeah there was a, a mixed reaction i think in the fan base i guess the other thing that we have to take into account is that blizzard suck balls mm. yeah yeah so, yeah they do they do so diablo <laughs> I'm, I'm hesitant <laughs> to say it <laughs> um i still like them all right so we, um, okay so we need to give so what awards do you, would you say you give to give oh, i can't speak what award would you give diablo 3 then for the past decade um what could we give it? I think maybe maybe for myself it would be something e- either either like best dopamine release or like most shiny in Chrome for like shiny things flying out at you all the time. Maybe it's like the shiny things. The shiny, shiny thing. things award. Yeah, yeah, that works. Shiny things award. Excellent for just chucking out shiny things at you the whole time. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Excellent. Um, right. Now, just to... Spoilers. Spoilers for mm. you, everyone listening. Those were the easy two. I feel like there was a bit of a divide in this. Yeah. Now, I'm just looking at this re- the rest of them, and I feel like there's... Gonna, like, for those people who are like, oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, of course, yes. Return the Return uh, Return. return. And you were like, oh, of course, yes, walking dead. Yes. I'm looking at the rest of the pair, the rest of them. Yeah. They're- and I genuinely don't want any of my other ones to lose yeah i think there's one potentially that i could i could say okay maybe and it's probably not even the one you're thinking of but for the rest of them i genuinely don't want my games to lose to your games yeah and and i i 100 feel the same way i'm very passionate about the rest of these games yeah um very passionate okay so so the next one that we're going to do is probably going to be in my opinion I think it's going to be my hardest sell. The in next terms one. of trying to okay, trying well, let's to, go, let's go right. straight into. Don't so, worry, I, I I get to go first. So no, I think I go first because you started with Diablo, didn't you? Oh yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy. Um, okay. Good luck. Life is strange. <laughs> Life is strange. Don't nod. Um, Square Enix. Um, it's an episodic game. <laughs> yeah, and not another one. We've just bloody put one through. Um, <laughs> I guess technically D&D is an episodic game in a way as well. Another so all one, of my literally. games are, um it's an episodic game. It is about um oh, angst. Just just sorry, I don't mean to cut across and don't mean to be rude. Um it's another game that you've brought where the first one's better than the second one, isn't it? Yes. Because the second one came out in the de- in the same decade and I didn't bring it. Yeah. I brought the first exactly. one. Exactly. Um <laughs> it is a game about angst it's a game about bullying and self-harm and uh 
child abuse <laughs> and uh, divorced parents and time travel. Yeah. And um, Sufjan Stevens. Photography. <laughs> And you love photography. I do love photography. You love, if there's and one I thing love, you love teenage <laughs> angst. <laughs> if there's one thing I know you love, it's photography yeah. and time travel. Oh my God. That's two things. Um, <laughs> I, I've talked about Life is Strange before in the past. I, I, I don't know what it was about this game. And I know I'm just bringing Life is Strange, but I kind of feel like Before the Storm is kind of like a... It's kind of like... not really. It's not really no, the same game, but it's kind of clipped look, on a bit. I'm willing to let you bring that into the fold i well actually these are the two together because i feel like you're going to say about exactly um, and later on there's another one where it gets Um, mentioned i mean i just i don't know what it was but when i was playing them it just affected me so much and Mm. i and i it was so different to the telltale episode at games because i kind of felt like the decisions you were making had a bit more of an impact and there was and it was a bit more of a grey area sometimes with actually yeah. what you were doing. And it wasn't a case of like, if, for example, in The Walking Dead, like if I made this decision, if I chose to save this guy's son as opposed to this guy's son, the other guy was going to go mad and, and leave me and I would never see him again. Yeah. But I would get the other one with me. And if I chose the other way, it would be exact same thing with the other way. Yeah. This one I felt was a bit more like subtle in the way that the um, decisions would affect the characters. And yeah. it wouldn't necessarily be a like, and now this person dies at the end because yeah. you slighted them. It would be more like, they're just super cold with you. Yeah. And that would like yeah. hurt even more. It's it still did have those big moments. Like for example, oh, yeah. the girl on the roof, we had completely yeah. different things happen there. I think we've talked is... about that be- on this before as well. Yeah. And like I and it was just one of those moments that I genuinely thought I could still save her. But yeah. because of a decision I made earlier, I I, I couldn't, yeah. which I only found out later. But I was there and I was like, I was like, okay, right. She's dead. She jumps off the top. And I'm like, no, yeah. okay, right. Rewind, rewind. She's still alive, right? Do this to get there. Say this to her. Yeah. No, it didn't work. Right. No, rewind again. And, and each time Max, the main character, when she uses it, if she uses the power too much, her nose starts bleeding. Yeah. And, stuff. and she's there with blood all down her face, like <laughs> desperately trying to get to her. And then I ran out of all my options. And I was like, I have huh. to just, I have to just let this happen. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of those moments where I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I couldn't believe how like much it affected me to be like, no, you can't save this person. Yeah. You this the silly decision you made in not supporting her earlier has forced this, mm. and it and it made me get like just stop and be like, oh my goodness, yeah, I can't believe that I've let this thing happen. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what the thing that blows my mind with this game as well is that the decision, um, the the final decision of the game, um. I'm like super in the minority compared like when I when I made my decision which mm. I was like this ha- this is the right decision surely this is the right yeah. decision without saying what it is or what how it affects everyone I then got my stats at the end of the game and I went on to like Reddit and I and I googled it and I was like what did everyone do and everyone did the opposite to me yeah, and yeah. I was like no you're so wrong I did, I did the opposite to you yeah I think you did, but- but I I can't remember if we if we like talked about that and I said I'll do this because I want to know what happens no here. so I, I, again I'm not going to say it but I did the opposite than what you did but I actually did it and this is slightly this is I normally would never ever do this I don't know why I felt so compelled to do this but I wanted to see what the game would do with my decision yeah because I would it wasn't the decision I would have actually normally picked yeah, but yeah. I was like. If I do this, what are you about to do? Are yeah, you man. actually going to yeah. do this? And it does it. And it does it. And yeah. I was like, huh, 
now I feel really bad that I did actually <laughs> yeah. just do that. I feel terrible <laughs> it's about awful. Terrible. Um, and then what's so great is, and, and I'm and I'm not really, I'm not trying to use this to sway into it, but with Before the Storm, mm. it's, a, it's a prequel. Max isn't in it. Yeah. It's kind of in it. Oh, yeah. um, and you play as Max's friend, Chloe. And... Um, like when when you're playing as Max at the beginning, you you, you meet Chloe, yeah, and she's this kind of douche, and you're kind of like, oh my god, or like we used to be friends and stuff like that, but mm. I didn't like it. And you kind of, but then obviously you warm to her and everything and stuff, and, yeah. But when you see Before the Storm, you see the whole story from Chloe's perspective, and you realise how much of a massive dick Max was to Chloe that yeah, caused yeah. her to like just totally go off the rails, yeah. and and then it's just heart, it's heartbreaking because you see all this stuff going about. Um, how Chloe then found tried to find someone else to to be what Max was in her mm. life, and then all the stuff goes down with her friend and yeah. Um, and actually, yeah, I'm just thinking about now that there's two amazing callbacks in Life is Strange two. Yeah, to Life is Strange to to, the, to this first game, which um, came from nowhere. And when it happened, I was like, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, 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 um, yeah, and. Um, so the feet, the music. That's the other thing I want to say. The I was, music yeah, in this game I was going to bring that up as well. So the on music point. is so good. If you like any sort of like indie alternative singer songwriter or bands, kind of like there's Arcade Fires in there. Sufjan Stevens. Um, there's not many games where that I will just will actively search out their um, their soundtrack on yeah. Spotify or whatever. There's Another game that we're going to talk about later where I did. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But other than that, like Life is Strange is one of the only ones that I yeah. actively I think one of, one of the first songs that plays in it is a Jose Gonzalez song. Yeah. Um, just she's driving back into town or getting driven back into town or something. Um, yeah, such a cool it's soundtrack. such a melancholic tone, the yeah. whole game. And uh yeah it's something that i i i want to play it again to Mm, be honest i want to play it again and make loads of i remember when there's a you have an altercation with someone Mm. who is actually quite a big character in before the storm as well but and i'm pretty sure this dude i like killed this dude i know what you're talking about and i could have and and then then when i looked stuff up after finishing that episode or whatever i looked up and i totally could have not done that i didn't i didn't you didn't no i didn't and I, I and i totally this dude totally died and i and the way the situation went i was like yeah, like I actually happy with how that went. Yeah, yeah. And then when I played before, someone was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this is how this character ends." But, but I just let it play. Yeah. And sometimes you forget that you've actually got that power where you can rewind. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because you get drawn into how real the characters feel. That this supernatural element almost you forget about because. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I love that game. That is, what? Well, it's my one of my top ten games of uh, of the last ten years. Of the last Amazing. ten years, for sure. Um. Right, I am bringing um, a completely different game. Uh, Is this one of those games where it's worse than the original? Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Potentially. I'm bringing Bioshock Infinite. Okay. Um, This game, there are a few games in life where I have um, been so excited and absorbed by by something that i i kind of am counting literally counting down days to it sitting there going right so you seven more days right six more days now okay and then it comes out and i was like oh my god this is amazing so the he had bioshock one 
amazing in Rapture. Bioshock 2 also in Rapture, but you're playing from the from the aspect of a big daddy, one of the kind of baddies in the first game. Um, and then Bioshock Infinite comes out. It's the next game by Ken Levine, who did the first one. I remember when those first trailers came out. Oh, like, boy. The doors open to Columbia. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, slight so, controversy. The first trailer, the first, like, gameplay shown off, like, hardly any of that's actually in the game. Oh, yeah. um, so, it was one of these kind of controversial things. But that, that just added to the... Uh, to to the story um this is now set in columbia new set of characters your your, your main character actually talks um and <laughs> what's the character's name do you remember your character that you play as booker dewitt what a name what a name booker dewitt um you are sent to columbia which is a floating city in the sky um to find a girl and wipe away the debt there's so many great lines in that game that you can just you can just put out there um so you go to this floating city and it's this um kind of 1920 or maybe 30s i think feeling yeah uh, i think 20s feeling yeah. um place uh like american town um it's all very very everyone's smiling and you suddenly you kind of you kind of notice like uh something's not quite right in this place it all just feels a bit off a bit too nice and stuff and you understand there's a tyrannical leader yeah. kind of who's who's um very racist not many black people here not many black people <laughs> here and uh and then when you do see them oh they all seem to be working as uh kind of slaves and stuff yeah. here this doesn't look good um, and there's an altercation in, in that same vein. And um, yeah, so you're kind of continuing along with, with Bioshock and you're thinking uh, all the way through, this has got nothing to do with Bioshock 1. Like, they, they'd said, like, this is, a, this is a different game. And then, oh my God, the ending happens and your mind is blown into a million pieces. There's that meme of, you know, where there's like maths things flying out of someone <laughs> yeah. and someone looking at a, like a whiteboard and you're trying to work it all out, string together. I remember we finished the game and we immediately had to like get a bit of paper out and write down these little flow charts connecting yeah. things. It was so exciting. Um, and... Yeah, so I, I, let's. I won't. I've kind of half spoiled something there, but I don't want to spoil too much yeah, not with really, it. Um, yeah. Um, so this this came out, and it was. We both love Bioshock One so much. I think we both enjoyed Bioshock Two. I don't think we would say we'd love it or anything like that. Um, it was good, but not like amazing. Yeah. So then this we're like, right, this is the guy who like was the creative mind behind the first one, back to do another game. And it comes out, and I was I was actually blown away by it. I was so impressed. Um, I will mention some things that I didn't like about it in a second, but um, just the the grand nature of it all, the really far out, intense story um, that it tries to uh, portray, and the characters as well. Elizabeth is amazing. Book is amazing. The Lutest twins are amazing. Um, and and the location as well, Columbia is just such a cool location, so colourful and bright, um, such a cool game. And then you also had the the DLC that came on Barry Let's See Episode One and Two, um, which essentially fit, so at the end of the game there are some connections made between some of the games, and this this kind of fills out those kind of grey areas and explains um, why certain things have happened. And I remember. I remember playing them when they came out and I would I would play them like the day, the, the minute they would come out and often it would take me right into like three o'clock in the morning or something when you finish this DLC, each one. And I was kind of like, 
half asleep and was like, oh, yeah, that was good. Kind of uh, fall asleep and be like, oh, I don't really know what just happened because I'm kind of sleep deprived. And I finished episode two and I was like, whoa, what the hell just happened? This is so crazy. But I don't really know what's happening. I'm kind of confused. And then I recently replayed um, the whole game and then did the DLC again. And this was then playing at a normal time and not sleep deprived. And I was like, huh, I thought this was like really, really, really confusing. And now that I played again, I was like, it's still pretty mental but it all makes a lot of sense in my mind and I can follow everything along and um it's not as convoluted as I thought it was initially um so that's yeah that's I'm bringing Bioshock for that for those reasons okay so uh, let's 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 shit on these games quickly okay um life is strange yeah I think is is amazing I think it's an absolutely amazing game I think it definitely gets better as it goes with it. I think it starts good, but quite schlocky, maybe intentionally, but quite schlocky kind of, um, I don't know. Sometimes there was maybe a little bit of a disconnect between like these like really heavy topics and this high school drama, like pose for a selfie Mm. type of thing. Um, that's like one of the only bad things I can say that I thought about the game. Really, I did think, which you brought up interesting is maybe a, a, good thing about the game i think i remember thinking that the time the rewinding time mechanic i just as you said would very often completely forget yeah that that was there and they were like because you're forced into moments where you have to use it and that's why i was like oh yeah yeah i'll rewind and change it. i'm like and i kind of sometimes forgot how this worked in that if you change something when you rewind it, it will then be different kind of moving Yeah, it forward. stays changed. Ex- exactly. Like it stays changed, but other things play out. And sometimes that f- was a bit like, I don't really get what you want me to do because I I can't literally think about the fact that this is staying. Like I couldn't get my wrap my head around that sometimes. But a lot in all of the game, as you're going along, when anything happens, you can always rewind it. So there was like, I remember there was once there was a lady standing there and a car drives past and splashes her and you can rewind and go and tell her to move out the way and stuff. But there was a lot of things that you could have done that I just mm. never saw because I completely forgot that that was then. Maybe that it was because I was so wrapped up in it. But yeah, maybe that's one other thing that I can maybe say is some sort of negative-ish thing towards it. Um, I don't know. I've just talked about negatives of Life is Strange. You, have you done anything you think? Because um, there's certainly things I can say about Bioshock Infinite that are negative. Yeah, I guess... Um... I don't know. It's been a while since I played Life is Strange. I just like, I don't know. It's one of those where the story gets, it gets so dark. Mm. It gets like super dark at points. Really, really. And um, I was not, I was not, re- I remember you had told me, oh, this game gets pretty intense by the way. Yeah, because like, really? I never wanted to tell you what, no, 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 what the course. game really is. And I haven't said it on this either because I don't no, want, no, no. because if I was to put, if I was to put an actual genre on the game, it certainly wouldn't be what you think it is. No. Um, and it gets and it gets very heavy, and then um, I, I don't know. I guess like if there was, if I was going to think of a complaint, I'd be like, "Man, just go to the police." <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, yeah. Just so like, there's, come on. There's, yeah. there's a little bit of um, uh, horror film teenagers yeah, kind of where yeah. you're like, "Why don't you just do the sensible thing?" Yeah, <laughs> um, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think I think that I think, and that's I fair think enough. as well. I guess if you're not. Again, I, this this is negative in the same way that The Walking Dead. There's a negative for it is 
this is not a game you're going to want to play if you just want to sit and have fun for yeah. a couple of hours. This is, you're walking around, you are making this dialogue choice. Yeah, the moment to moment stuff is, is somewhat in quotes kind of mundane yeah. as you're doing stuff. I think that's the biggest negative against a game like this mm. is that, you know, if you don't if, if you don't like this sort of game, you're going to hate this game. Exactly. And that's kind of... But I would argue that you're probably dead inside as well. Yes, I'd, I'd agree. <laughs> um, infinite yes. negatives in my mind. Um, so on replaying this, I was able to kind of like, after not playing it for like five years and then playing it, I was, I was like, right, I can kind of less fanboy moments with it and kind of I can actually appreciate good and bad things. Um, there are way too many like, just tunnels of things to shoot like like this wave this, this wave, wave of yeah. people destroy them now you wait and you wait for the next wave destroy them and, and it culminates in one of the worst moments in the entire game when you're on the ship at the very end and it is literally wave after wave after wave <sighs> yeah i see i i haven't said anything positive about bioshock Infinite yet i haven't really mm. said anything and I, i've got i'll quickly say i didn't mind that because i feel like they it took the um criticism of bioshock in saying like of the ending of bioshock and the boss battle yeah because um, because that that wave after wave on that ship kind of serves as the final encounter of it the is game. it's a lot it's the last like actual thing you do there's, there's still um yeah yeah you still play stuff but and i think it was just their way of going yeah we're not gonna give you we're a big gonna... blue guy to sink a load of bullets into yeah so, I, I think that's fair enough um i think also i didn't so i didn't hate that i, didn't, yeah, I, I thought yeah, that was yeah. okay um my big, my biggest positive on this game, obviously, it's Bioshock. It, it messes with your mind. It's it's a bit silly, like some yeah. of that in in some of it. Um, this was probably the first the, the game that broke my mind. Not well, it broke my mind, but it broke the thing on my mind that I had about playing first person shooters. Mm. I could not play first person shooters yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. And then I played through this. Obviously, we I watched you play it, and yeah. then. A while later, I played through it myself. Yeah. And it was that first time that I was able to be like, I'm going to sit and I'm going to play through this whole thing. Yeah. Because um, the genre, I, mean, I remember you saying previously, the genre was never something you could crack into. And you of. can tell, like, you can even tell that looking at our actual list. Yeah. Like, is this the only one? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is yeah. the only first person shooter on there. Um, but, and, they, and that's stuff that I can just remember in my head, like the, the carbine rifles yes. in this game felt <laughs> so, so good, good to use. And that just like sticks in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the moments the little moments you can miss between Elizabeth and and Booker mm. um, are great the, the, other, the oh, guitar the, other, the guitar is a great moment which you can completely miss yeah. where you, where you sing the song uh, the uh, barbershop quartet yeah. towards the beginning I think it's God only knows. Um, God only knows and that that's one of the one of my favorite things about the game is where because there's a, there's a whole mechanic well not really a mechanic but it kind of becomes a mechanic where there's like tears in reality mm. and you get like glimpses of the real like our world the real yeah. world so there's return of the jedi being shown at a cinema in france yeah and like for example those guys singing god uh godly knows where i'll be with that yeah. that's an example of where some that song has come yes. through one of those splits and people have heard it and then so it, although you're in 1920s you're listening to a, song a beach boy song yeah, yeah. came out way later and yeah so that's cool I yeah, like and it's it, it's initially when it happens, you're just like, oh, that's cute. They're singing that song. Why would they be singing that song? And it's all justified, yeah, kind of in the game. Um, um what don't I like about it? Mm. Um, I feel like some parts. 
and like build up some parts like through some of the boss battles like where you fight the like lady comstock yeah and then her ghost yeah but not necessarily a fight but like yeah. leading up to it i feel like some parts of it are a little bit forgettable yeah i, th- like, I think that's fair even like the, like obviously when you get there and the whole scenes around it are awesome but like the whole part where you um infiltrate what's the name of the that factory that you yeah fish uh finks yeah finks that, like bits like that and like there's cool bits that, but like that section is is so i know i said that kind of the worst thing for me was that fight at the end because I, I just didn't enjoy it. but i also think that's tainted because my last playthrough was on like the uber hard difficulty of oh, yeah, it yeah. so i'm kind of like i was like it was so frustrating but the other part of the game where it really grinds to a halt is when you're doing that because it's there's like five moments in a row where it's the, the your princess is in a different castle like yeah. you go there to do something you find out it's not there so you have to come back you've got to go somewhere else oh that's not there as well so you've got to come back it happens like three four five times and that whole section around fink's area is you're kind of traveling through the same locations there's a couple of cool kind of bits that happen with is that um, where the awesome. handyman first comes in yeah it's the first time yeah. you see a handyman there's a couple of cool bits where you are jumping through different timelines quite often and you're kind of getting quite confused as to who because there's a revolution going on in one there's a yeah that's there's right. um someone else is dead in another when you when they shouldn't be and stuff and then start things start melding together so some cool ideas in it but just that whole area as well is a bit more generic looking than the rest of the game and it, it just feels like you could have cut all of that and just done one mission and it would have been for the for the better of the yeah. game. How long was that game in total? I think I think from memory it's kind of like the twelve to fourteen hour mark. Mm. I think you could have easily shaved an hour or two off that yeah. by just getting rid of that section because yeah. the rest of the game goes along with some really amazing set pieces. Like I remember um Battleship Bay where there's literally um you've got a beach on there where you land on it and stuff and um I think more things to do with Songbird would have been really good. Because um, I think it's a really cool idea of a character, um, but yeah, that's 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 kind of my only my only stuff with her. I the the reason why I brought it, and the reason why I love it so much is, and you will see kind of also from this list, um, I love something which is a bit rough, a bit janky at times, but like reaches for something so far, and it tries to do something so big and different. Um, and this, for me, this was like one of those first times for a game in a, a story in a game where it was like, this is like so far out and like, I've got to think about this. I've got to connect it all together. Um, and I just love that aspect of it. Hmm. So what do we do? I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. I don't know how to do this. I don't know I how to do don't, it. I, I, don't, I genuinely don't know how we break it sound because um, I guess we need to like think of, we need to think of a way of being like, well, let's like, try and be objective and yeah. say which game was better. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Okay. Right. I'll load up Metacritic <laughs> yeah. and we'll look at the score. Okay. Let, let's say, let's say what are the most important things then? I guess. Okay. The gameplay of the game. Yeah. Um, the story. Yep. Um, what else would you put in there? Important things for us, yeah. I think is the thing. Like story, gameplay, um, 
lasting kind of i suppose that kind of story I care about that though do you, oh, are you, oh, i mean as i mean like like it was this an amazing game when you played it and it was really great oh, okay. but you never ever thought about it again oh, like yeah, lasting yeah, yeah, yeah. impact on you okay. um we need like an odd number of things don't we yeah that's three three do we just that's go three? three okay um so gameplay i feel like there's not really an argument there no yeah. i think so I, Bi- think, I think bioshock wins yeah. gameplay yeah story story <sighs> that's hard this yeah i mean like i don't know even the next, even the next part, the last thing, I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess if we're split, if we're split on the other two, yeah, then Bioshock's one based on one one of the the, the game the categories. Because um, for me, I'd say I think I think I prefer Life is Strange's story. Yeah, and I, it's definitely had more of a lasting impact on me. Yeah. So for me, Life is Strange wins two. Yeah, and Bioshock wins one, and then for you. I guess by by shots one or three. I think it is. Yeah, I think. Okay, cool. Um, that's fair. Yeah, that's not. That's like I don't like doing that because I yeah. really like Life is Strange. Yeah, a lot. for sure. Um, I think. I think the way I, the way I feel about it, and the only way I'm now justifying in my head to be that I'm happy that Bioshock's through and and the Life is Strange didn't go through type of thing is that in my head I think. I like Bioshock Infinite as much as you like Life is Strange. I think you, like, in my, in the way I feel is that, like, I didn't quite connect with Life is Strange as, as much yeah, as like, maybe you I, connected. I probably with... like Bioshock Infinite more than you like Life is Strange. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's kind fair. of the way that's I'm kind fair. of thinking. Um, I'm going to give Life is Strange the um, angsty award. The angsty it's award, 100%. I like. <laughs> 100%. Teen angst award or just angsty? I think we'll just get angsty. Just angsty. Because most I've already angsty. written it. When I okay, most so. angsty. So, cool. so what have we got? Most heartwarming, most shiny things and most angsty. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Great awards. Right. right. Next up. And then, we, then we've got the halfway point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, this is going to be a big one. Yeah. Right. Oh my goodness. Right. You, I go first this time, you right? You go first. Cool. Okay, so we have The Last of Us. Versus Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. So this one's an easy one for me. Um, what what one actually bettered um, the world? What was Hellblade? Because it explained to millions and millions of people what people who suffer with psychosis go through. It brought that to the forefront and it allowed you to understand what these people are going through and it bettered you as an individual. Um, of course... It, talking about hellblade here um it is a third person action game um with your main character senua who is kind of like a celtic warrior um who whose long lover kind of long time lover um was killed by some horrible uh, vikings um and you have his head and you are taking it all the way to hella Helheim to meet Hella. I don't know. You brought this game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, <laughs> Helheim to go to go to go meet Hella um, to basically bargain with her and say um, he didn't deserve to die. Um, and I think I think she kind of is is basically saying 
let me die and he can come back to life. So she goes on this um, this journey through kind of Norse mythology. Um, and it's it's if you just look at it, if you're just watching, it's like, oh, this is a this is a pretty game. It's a nice looking game. Um, there's some quite satisfying but kind of shallowish combat in it. Um, there's some cool set pieces, some interesting locations and variations. It is so, so dark as well. Um, it's quite oppressive at times. But if you just look at it, it's kind of like, oh, this is a this is a, a third person action game, which we've seen a lot of them before. What makes it really unique is is a warning that comes up when you first load up the game, which says, um, please play this with headphones. Like basically don't play this game if you haven't got headphones on. Um, and then another warning comes up saying this game. Sorry. Sort of excluding people, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it's if very, very exclusive. Absolutely. And uh, if, if you don't, I absolutely would not would say do not play this game. Like, I don't care if, if, you, if you've already bought it. If you don't have headphones, don't play it. Um, but then it comes up another warning explaining that um, this game might be hard to play because it goes into, it discusses the, um, the issue of kind of psychosis. And this has been done in cooperation with um, some universities and medical professionals and also um, sufferers of psychosis so then i was like wow this is interesting and then the, the load screen comes up with senua's face looking really cool and this is like really low horrible music um, that's playing and then you start the game and basically senua is kind of talking away and there's there's a narrator who's kind of telling the story of her and she's talking and then a couple of other voices start chatting to you and saying stuff. And then a couple more voices. And there's about four or five different people who are, who are chatting away. And they use this thing called binaural audio, which is basically, it's a microphone that looks like two ears. And as you walk around it, it will, it will simulate audio being in front of you, behind you, to the side. So it sounds very realistic. Um, and what happens is Senua is going through the story and she's walking along. She comes to a bridge or something or like a plank where she's got to go across. And all of a sudden, these voices are just like, Senua, don't do it. You're not going to fall off if you do that. Why do that? You're such a stupid girl. kind of. And she's like, shut up. No, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You kind of go across. And it's like, oh, be careful. Don't worry. Don't fall. Don't fall. And like, they're just basically like taking the piss out of her and being rude to her and being horrible. Um, and she's constantly battling this as she's going along. Um, and there's some really clever moments in the game where it actually twists that up a bit, um, which I can, can talk about later and stuff or, or never. Um, <laughs> but it's for me, it was a really impactful game. There were there were legitimate moments where I were playing and I had to stop, take my headphones off, pause the game and like just stop for a bit because it was it was so much to take in. It was so overwhelmingly um like oppressive at moments and, and hard to deal with. Um, and I'd never really had that in a game where I, I physically had to stop and say like, oh, my heart's kind of racing and it's not just from, oh, this was exciting. Um, it's so stressful at times. And I, it did give me an appreciation for like, ah, oh, man, I, had, I just thought psychosis people were crazy people, weren't they? And, uh, and it's so like, so naive to say that, but I think that was kind of my naive thought process. But Playing this, I was like, wow, this is this is powerful to me. Um, this really actually showed me something, which not a lot of games do. They have a great story or something, but this actually impacted my life almost um, in some way. Um, and that's why I'm bringing Hellblade. And it's great. Um, cool. Um, right, I'm bringing 
The Last of Us. Mm. Um, I we did a whole podcast a few months ago where I talked about it and we talked yeah. about it in great detail because you just played through it then, hadn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the best story ever put into a game. Bold. Um, I don't. I don't even really. I don't know. Oh, okay, it's the it's the best story ever put into a game. You feel horrendous mm-hmm. throughout most of it through the decisions you're well you, the decisions that Joel is making yeah and makes at the end of this game the relationship again between Joel and Ellie and how that develops through the game and they, the coldness sort of wears off on them and then you can sense, sense a real friendship and then how the actual events of the game cause that to then fracture a little bit as well mm-hmm. and then the ending about whether their trust can be is still there it's and, brilliant. And friendship goes from not just a friendship, but a relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. Not, not in the girlfriend-boyfriend way. Um, <sighs> killing, like, the, the, the clickers and the runners... The enemies, isn't it? ...are just so horrendous. Um, especially, obviously, especially the clickers. Like, there's not... There's very few things that I have to kill in games, that I've ever killed in games, that I... Uh, like uh, what's the word that I um, don't look forward to mm, mm. that I fear yeah. as much as them maybe like those horrible things that jump at you in Metro in Metro <laughs> the, they, like, they, I still have like PTSD about <laughs> yeah. them but, um, yeah the clickers are one of the most horrifying things ever created there's a really good um, video on I think it's probably the PlayStation YouTube account My, oh, I don't think Naughty Dog have their own one. Maybe they do. They do, yeah. Oh, they do. It's probably on there, actually, where they talk about how they designed it. And Mm. some of the early designs of the clickers are... like I feel like they had to tone them down for the games because they were so horrifying. Um, The world world feels so real. At no point Mm. when I'm going through that game and, you know, walking through someone's house so I can get out the back so I can carry on my journey, do I feel like this is just a house that they made for this game so Mm. you could walk through? It feels like... Oh, these people lived here. Um, crap went down. They had to run, and there's mm. clothes strewn over where they were like packing stuff into a bag. Or in one really memorable case, there's two bodies in a bed, yeah. and there's pills on the side. And yeah, amazing. Such and, an incredibly realized world. Yeah, like so realized, so well realized. Um, one of those games that you never feel like you're. Um. In, you never feel like you're safe, mm. and part, you know part of that's because there's no real port, like no real pause while you're you know if you're crafting or anything. You never feel I, I never felt super overpowered. There were mm. points where I knew, like looking back on having finished it, where I was like, oh actually I could I could have done this, I could have done mm. that. Where I was just like, no, I just want to get the hell out of there. I don't mm. want anything to see like that. La- the last sort of section where you face clickers in that um, tunnel underground. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I just, I, I, I crafted as many nail bombs as I could, and I literally, <laughs> did, I, just, I just sort of like ran, just launching them at anything yeah. that moved, and managed to get out. Um, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Both of these games are like so stressful. Yeah, oh, yeah. And there's 100%. both of them so dark and so stressful. Um, let's let's stay on positives yeah yeah, yeah 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 so i'll talk i'll quickly say about hellblade yeah I'll, I'll um the, the audio in that game is unreal yeah 
It really um, is something special. It's, you, I just felt so uncomfortable mm. um, while playing it. I imagine, I imagine like some people probably just can't play that game. Yeah. Uh, that's that's probably negative, but yeah. do you know what I mean? Like it, that's how good the design of it was. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, it just, like the motion capture for Senua, the voice acting for her and the other, the kind of narrator-ish character yeah. in yeah, that yeah, yeah. is incredible. Um, yeah. I to- yeah. totally agree. Amazing but, performance. Yeah. Uh, I'll, yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I totally agree. Um, I think the way it, it plays with those voices in your head and actually then twist that at certain points and they change and they're not always bad. They're sometimes good. And sometimes you don't know what to try. Sometimes you should trust them and sometimes you shouldn't trust them. And it's so clever the way it does that. Um, last of us, I, there's there's not much more I can really say other than what you've said. Um, I think I think you're pretty spot on with with being the best story in a game. Um, uh, that the sense of the world and how well it's created is Naughty Dog are amazing at that. Yeah, I can't think this, of anyone that does that. Yeah, the same way. No, I, I think that's that's one of one of its main strengths. But the interaction with Joel and Ellie is just yeah unbelievable um yeah i think i think that's okay. i think you summed up pretty well all right what are the issues with this game with these games yeah okay like? so so things of hellblade that i i don't like um this is this is like the definition of my uh, i kind of mentioned it with bioshock infinite but like, like kind of like a rough diamond type thing where i'm like i love what this game is doing but i can see janky moments about it um this is summed up so well in this in that like there's definitely moments where like the moment to moment stuff that you're doing is often just some kind of simplish puzzles um or maybe some combat and both of those while satisfying when you do them they are quite surface level almost i don't think the puzzles ever get beyond being like oh that was really clever they more verge they they tend to more verge into oh that was fine to oh that was a bit frustrating doing that like i didn't really get what you wanted me to do or this didn't really work out quite correct the fighting i think is very satisfying the 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 counteract and then swinging into someone is i got a really good um kind of weight to it and and how it feels however there are only two attacks. There's some blocks and some dodges and stuff. It's it's like it's like rock paper scissors. Yeah, ex- yeah. exactly. Except that you kind of you get a split second glimpse as to what they've put up. They yeah. put a rock. Oh, cool. Okay, right. Block and then exactly. Paper. Um, <laughs> he, he, if like there is a there's going to be a sequel to this game. Um, and I would love to see them expand that into just something a bit more, um, kind of involving. Um, cool. Um. I wrote down a counterpoint. I was listening to you talk about mm. um, Hellblade, and I needed a way to shut you down. Oh no! And to f- and to make sure that Last of Us goes through. Yeah. Okay. Picture this. Yeah. Okay. Bomb Squad, PlayStation podcast. Mm. Hellblade, mm. an Xbox <laughs> exclusive, Xbox trash, might I add. Stopping the last uh-uh, of us uh-uh, from uh-uh. progressing. I'm, I'm not. I'm not agreeing with that. Xbox and th- trash. There's a reason why. Okay, <laughs> sure. Ninja Theory might now be part of the Xbox uh, Games Studio lineup. This game was a PS4 exclusive when it came out, <laughs> so this is as big a deal 
as The Last of Us. And it's not The anymore. Last of Us is still a PS4 exclusive, PlayStation exclusive. True. True. Right. The Last of Us wins it. There, there wasn't going to be an, there wasn't going to be an argument. Yeah, I agree. Such a huge shout out to this game. That, to help oh, it, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, um, it I, is. It is honestly like the only game that I've really like felt like there was some sort of like real life impact that I understood or I learned from it. Um, and really, do play it with headphones on? Yeah, really, it's, really. It, I do. Mean, it's horrifying. Yeah, and do, it is. Yeah. It's it's genuinely hard to play at times because there's people like screaming at you. It's yeah. so so hard. But I would also massively if you do play it. And um, in the game, when it's got like play, then settings and stuff like that, there's a um, there's a documentary that they made about the game, which is about 45 minutes long. And it's just it's part of the menu. I would hugely recommend watching that once you finish the game, um, because not only does it just show them kind of making the game and kind of building it all up, but it also talks about all the research they did and they bring in a load of um, people who suffered from psychosis and you get their sword. And then it tells you oh, I saw flashing lights or I saw dead bodies hanging everywhere or I, I heard these things and all of those things are then put in the game and it suddenly contextualizes it all and you're like, right, all of this was done for a reason. Mm. Um, yeah. What award should Hellblade get as it leaves? Um, I don't know if I want to be like funny or not. Because <laughs> if, I, if I was being serious, then I'd be like, oh, like most impactful or something like that. Um, or most voices. Most voices. <laughs> um, what do you think? Um, I may, I think we should say like the uh, most voices in your head. Most voices in your most head. Most voices award. in your head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Most voices in your head. Right, I'm I'm going first now, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Right, okay. The next funny one coming up. Oh my goodness. The next matchup is Red Dead Redemption 2 um against Tetris Effect. Mm. Right. Red Dead Redemption 2. Um So I played this game pretty close to it coming out, I think. Yeah, almost uh, I think, uh, pretty much straight away. I think, I think. pretty much straight yeah. away. Um you play it is a prequel to Red Dead Redemption. Um, you play as Arthur Morgan, a character who um, was conspicuously absent from Red Dead Redemption. Um, you play as a part of a gang where John Marston is a part of, who's the main character mm-hmm. in Red Dead Redemption. Um, and it's a Dutch Vanderlyn's gang and Dutch's, um, Dutch's gang and members are, are sort of the villains of Red Dead yeah. Redemption, but you see them all as your like friends and family. And basically you, it's, it's, on the surface level, it's like a outlaw cowboy simulation where you can go and rob trains, you can hold up stores, you can go hunting, you can go fishing, you can play uh, blackjack, you can play dominoes, you can um, you can do absolutely anything, absolutely you, anything want. you want, pretty much. Um, and none of that is the reason that I'm bringing it. Of course, yeah. Um, the reason that I'm bringing this game, which I th- I'm certain that, I, that I've talked about before when I've talked about how much I love Red Dead Redemption 2, is because of Arthur Morgan and the progression of his character throughout the whole game. Um, 
I never play. So I know some people play these games and try and like role play themselves and be like, oh, mm. what would I like? What would I do if I was in this situation? What would I do this? I literally, tr- I made a decision super early in that game to let the game and what the narrative and what and and what like sort of quests I'd done recently and let let that basically decide for me how I was going to act and it led to such an unbelievably emotional conclusion um that I actually kind of couldn't believe this was a rockstar game mm. um because of my real my experience with rockstar games is grand theft auto yeah. and a little bit of red dead redemption 1 and but not enough i didn't play all of one um cuz they should just like remaster that game or something yeah um it's the world and the way that the that you go from one second being in some random swamp where you've got to watch out for gators to being into a quite early developed city and mm. have to like watch what you're doing because like the police are unbelievable and yeah. will just destroy you. Feels like oddly so realistic in a way, but kind of not. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I love about this game is all of the... Um, all of the effort that went into how um, quests work and all of the little kind of urban myths around things that like there's a, there's a whole series of um, quests where you do things for a kind of like an inventor. Um, I can't remember if you've done it or not, if I'm just going to spoil yeah, it or not. Yeah, oh, you've yeah, done it? Yeah, you've yeah, totally yeah. finished it? Uh, I don't think I've finished it. I'm about halfway through it. I think. Oh, okay. Uh, well, oh, wait. part of it, you go back to his lab. And you do some weird like tests with him, no. And he's trying to build. He's trying to build a robot. Okay, have no, I, haven't, no, I haven't. I haven't. Okay. Well, there's little things where, for example, you get to the ending of that quest line, um, and stuff happens. And then later, later on, no mark on on it at all. But if you go to a little cliff that overlooks where his lab is, there's a little interaction there, mm. and it's just there's no. There's no way of knowing that it's there. You just yeah. kind of come across it and it happens. Yeah. Um, the The way that the quests start as well without... It's not a, like, it's not a case of, for example... I, I'm trying to pick a, think of a game to like kind of shit up on here in terms of like... Uh, let's, I don't know, like an Assassin's Creed game or something, yeah. which I'm sure probably still does this. Where it's like you have to go and find person X in this location and your map will lead you straight to them and then when you get to them you press X and then they start talking and then you f- tail them for a long time and mm. I don't know assassinate someone like yeah, Assassin's yeah. Creed um, this it just feels so organic in the way that you'll be riding along and then you'll get near the person and the game knows that you're going to start the quest because you're riding towards this person and so the mm. quest just sort of starts Yeah, and they'll go oh hey Arthur come over here we've got to do this and um, it just everything feels so organic and it uh, it it just left me kind of absolutely amazed at they were mani- they were able to actually make this game. Mm. Um, yeah, but that but for me the thing that struck that, that stuck with me as does often with the games that I enjoy most is the story. Yeah, and how it um, how it unfolds and how it made you feel. Yeah, that was the thing that really shocked me with yeah, the fact yeah. that it was Rockstar. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um. Right, I will talk about Tetris Effect and then we can. I'll mention a couple of things that I like about Red Dead as well. Um, so yeah, my game here is Tetris Effect. Um, this is 
a reimagining of the greatest game of all time, therefore making this the greatest <laughs> game of all time. It's perfect. No, okay. it's, it's Tetris. It's Tetris. It's exactly Tetris, as you know. However, there are now songs set to it and colourful images and <laughs> VR. Um, this game is um, brought to you guys by the kind of guys who did Res Infinite um, and Lumens. So it's always music-based games they've done. Um, but it, it is, as I say, kind of before, it, it's normal Tetris, but it's now set in these stages. So you kind of go through these... Um, it's kind of set on this big kind of um, solar system almost. And you go through stages of like three levels in a row. And each one is set to a song. And it has its own visuals and its own style. Um, and what's really interesting about this is the speed of the level changes depending on what's happening in the song. So you may have a song that starts out really quiet and slowly. And uh, the, the pieces are falling at, let's just say, level one or level two, which is nice and slow. And then as the, the song kind of hits the next kind of part maybe the chorus of the song and suddenly it speeds up a bit now you're going at level seven for a bit and then the chorus finishes and you go back down so the the ebbs and flows of the music is dictated as well through the game and this happens at kind of um gate locked moments so if you have to clear 30 lines in this level um after 10 lines it will change to a new part of the song a new speed and then after 10 more it'll change again and then once you're finished you move forward into the next song or level and your pieces stay as they are um, and you continue that you finish that and once you've gone through the three levels that are connected that's kind of that area finished and um, what this does though is for me it it, it it took Tetris, which is a game I've played, one of the first games I think I ever played, um, and it, it made it feel fresh, it made it feel new, it made it feel engaging. Um, and very weirdly, um, in VR, this game is immense. Like such an overwhelming experience of having all these amazing effects flying around you, the music, um, just being overwhelmed by what you're seeing. And it genuinely, when playing through on my first time, made me feel slightly emotional at moments, which is one of the weirdest things to say that Tetris and a song and some visuals made me on the edge of like feeling like I'm about to cry, feeling so overwhelmed with what it's, it's kind of going through. And it does it in such a nice way in that, again, similar to a few other games we've mentioned here, it is so positive in not only just the lyrics that happen in the songs but just the the feeling of it it's like all this terrible stuff happening in the world well, why don't you just slip on your your psvr and melt away into a couple of amazing kind of kind of pseudo electro songs and just 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 drift away with tetris why don't you just plug all those leads in plug all those electronics wipe in off the PSVR wipe off the psvr sure strap it on and then and then just melt away and forget about the world and just enjoy rotating blocks round and getting your tetris lines um and yeah, so the levels go along and you get to the, the end and the end then finishes in this amazing final level, which is really like, if, if you haven't played Tetris for a long time, it's pretty challenging at first. Um, and then you get this incredible, um, it's kind of like far out, kind of like, we're all one with the universe <laughs> moment. Um, and then there's the credits and then there's a couple of cool, nice little visual and musical bits. And there, oh, there's, the main song in this game is in oh it's so good um i'm yours forever is the song 
and it's actually my it's my playstation theme is that it has that song so every time i turn on my playstation i hear that song play and i still enjoy it i still love it um and I th- that's kind of there's a few new things that they did bring into it um so you have this um alternative mode where you can press i think r2 and the game basically kind of pauses almost and you can kind of line up loads and loads of um tetris filling lines and then it clears everything all in one so there's this kind of slight change to the gameplay but most of what's there is is just tetris but looking and sounding amazing um this uses the most kind of um modern rule set with there is a lock delay so you can still turn pieces when they've actually got onto the bottom you've got a hold um and I think well, there's another kind of part of Tetris because there's various rule sets for Tetris, but this is this is some of the more modern kind of versions of it. Um, and that's Tetris Effect. It's so good. It's so good. Um, but Red Dead Redemption, I just wanted to say one or two things as well. I'm sure you'll say some things about Tetris. Um, you, you were saying about the world. It is so painstakingly well crafted and created gorgeous as well oh so good looking i think there's for a long time i would have been like this is the best game around best looking game and i still think it can be an argument for it um it's the attention to detail in this game is uh, as you you said i can't even believe it was made like I, i don't understand how a game like this was made um and i know there is like some there's stories about the crunch and all of that with, with the team and stuff. So maybe it's not something a good thing to say, but no, it, it's an amazing achievement. I think that's what I would always come back to this game. It is an unbelievable achievement in that it was made and everything. Mm. Um, and although I haven't finished the story, like I think I'm like two thirds of the way through kind of barreling down to getting towards the end of it. Um, so I can't comment that much on the story and characters because i don't think i've got to that point where i'm getting those payoffs yeah, yeah. Um, so i'm still really like learning everything um uh, it, it is the characters are amazing um the, the story is is really good I, th- I think for me it's at least from what i've seen so far it's it's the characters building the story for me it's not the the actual just story that's happening it's it's those how these characters are reacting to everything and how their relationships are building and deteriorating and stuff. Um, yeah. Um, Tetris effect. It's one of those things where it's like you watch, if you watch someone play it for a bit and you see them get up to like one of the speeds, like you see them get up to like, I don't know, like 12 or 15 or something. Ooh, that's fast. Yeah. And you're watching, <laughs> and you're watching them do it and you're like, Oh my God, this is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like I'd never have a hope in hell of doing that. And then you play yourself and you're like, Right, okay, you get to like, okay, you get to like level seven. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God. And then this is, this is and too then much. You play for like 20 minutes and you're like, all right, level seven is like the minimum. Yeah. And you, and then when you work up to that and you, then you hit that level 12 and you're like, it quickly becomes the baseline yeah. for your, as it's, you move on. Um, it's, it's really fulfilling when you, when you do that and you realize how quickly you can progress and become really good at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like the music. Yeah, the music is so good in it. Such a good soundtrack. Um, again, similar to what I said kind of with Hellblade, it's not quite as important, but if you can play it in PSVR, I think the VR experience is so much better than on TV. Yeah. Um, it's still the same game, but there's something there's something magical. I've, I've, I've made so many people play this game and everyone's gone, oh yeah, I like Tetris, I like Tetris. And they jump in there like, 
they just disappear for a couple of songs and they come back and they're like, oh, that was pretty cool. That first, the first, it was genius that they used that first song for that first level. And with the visuals of being underwater with whales and stuff coming around you is such a great introduction to it in the way the song builds and then the beat kicks in and the, like, the visuals are all happening. A small other thing, which I hadn't even said, is that as you move your Tetris, te Tetraminos, um, as you're moving them round, it plays notes of the song. So for example, in that first song, every time you spin a piece, it's doing a piano note from the song. So if you keep on playing it, it's kind of playing the song with you. So clever. Okay. Okay. Issues. Yep. <laughs> you go first, because then I'll, I'll judge by yours how hard I go. Okay. okay. <laughs> I've got nothing wrong to say about Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. <laughs> so you need to go really lightly on Tetris. <laughs> okay, my, my actual issues of Red Dead, and this has to be taken with a grain of salt due to the fact that I haven't finished the game. And I, th I don't think many of my issues will disappear. Um, I struggle and I genuinely do struggle, um, with some aspects of just playing this game. I, I don't know what it is about it, but some of the, um, like prompts to do things or some of the button combinations to do certain things, I just can't get my head in the area to learn, to like remember them and do them. I just, it just always feels wrong for me. I also, um, I think the only other real thing, like, uh, like I, I initially started out like being like, I can't really gel with what's happening in this. And, but then the second I got over that, I was like, oh, no, I love this. I love what's happening with these characters, this story. Similar to that kind of gameplay type thing. Um, I don't, I, this is going to be so weird to say this, and I'm sure this will come up maybe later because this game's going to go through in this round. Um, <laughs> is is I don't I don't really like the combat. Yeah, I think it's it's there's one thing you do, and I don't ever feel like I'm in any sort of danger, like almost ever. Like I think I've died like maybe once. And that was because I was just running around type of thing. And I feel or like... because you fell more than like three feet. Ex ex yeah, exactly. Another point. I, I feel like I can take out an army of like 6,000 people just with, just with my pistol, kind of. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's it though, really. Yeah. Um, okay. So Tetris Effect. Yeah. I can't look at you while I'm doing this. <laughs> so... FYI, I didn't say anything bad about Tetris Effect because I don't think there is anything bad. <laughs> it's... It's Tetris for babies and people with ADHD. What? <laughs> Look at the bright colours while you play this old, boring game. <laughs> no, I'm, right. um, I know, I know, I'm joking. Um, I like the music. Mm. I can see some people not liking the music. Absolutely. Do you get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, 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 it's really, if you're not interested in like, pop dancey music yeah yeah i yeah. think you'd be kind of like uh after like a couple of levels yeah um you mentioned how cool it is when you swap when you like turn each yeah. thing and it adds a bit of note they just stole that from sound shapes i'm gonna say that straight up they stole that from sound shapes they did that first fine there fine whatever um <laughs> uh, what else um Old game, man. 
Oh, are we game. allowed? Are we allowed remakes in this? What are we saying? <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this one out of the window later on. Then, um, no, I, th- I think, I think, I think the point of the point of the music, I, I think, is a very valid point because it is. I wouldn't say it's like one genre because there's like it goes into like just like ethereal kind of yeah. stuff as well. It's like I can't imagine any other genre being with it and the idea behind it because the the entire point of the game is this kind of ethereally feeling nature and life yeah. kind of thing so i don't think you couldn't have a rock song in there it just it would just feel so weird like it, it, the vision of the game is that but i, I understand and i agree what you say in that if you can't gel with that vision or that kind yeah. of idea that they're going with it, it's not going to be for you type of thing and because of the fact that it is just that there's no option to be like oh i'm just going to turn off the mute well you could just mute it but there's no option to like just play a level without the music and the visuals are so connected that if you don't gel with it there's not nothing else to really get from it yeah as it were um i think the other thing is as well if if you play it without the vr mm. it's okay yeah it's obviously nowhere near as immersive. Yeah. And I think that just puts a bit of like a, a gate on it. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? And then yeah, also can, like that. PSVR is super cool and it's got some great games, but it's super clunky. Yeah. Um. And like we joked about, oh yeah, and just plug all these wires yeah, in yeah, and then yeah. make sure it's not all misty and then... Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I can. I but can, that's that's the platforms issue. It's not the games issue. It's on it's on PC now as well. Yeah. So you can, if you have a, a better VR setup, then um, it will work with that. Um, I think I think that's fair enough. I think yeah, the it's weird in 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 that playing in VR is so much not so much better, but it is a better experience in my mind. Like it, it just is that it's kind of like if they released as only a VR a VR game, I'd be like oh, that's kind of fixed the issue type of yeah. thing. But then at the same point, then it's kind of like, oh, no, they, they didn't do that. They did both. And it's kind of like, um, I get what you mean, though. Um, yeah. I think, look, I think Red Dead Redemption 2 should go through. Um, I agree, but I don't think it's like, I don't think it's like, this, super clear yeah exactly because like i i really have issue with red dead redemption 2 i can see all the all the yeah. importance in it and, and what it does right and stuff like they're just so different yeah, as well this like, is like one of the hot this is there might be a couple of super hard ones to really compare in a second but this yeah. so far has been like how can you compare really these yeah because and- I, I i feel like red dead is one of these kind of like, it's it's doing so much and it's so good and such a high bar for all of the things it's doing. And you have Tetris Effect, which is just doing like one thing and it nails that thing, that one thing it's trying to do, which is be like an emotional version or like an immersive version of Tetris. And it succeeds amazingly. Yeah. Um, man, it's... Oof. Let's, let's, look, let's, let's put Red Dead through. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm happy to do that. Obviously, it's your pick as well, so you'd be happy to Done. do that. Tetris Effect. What award? What award? Um, um, most dolphins. Most dolphins. Most, most sea life. Most sea life. 
because it's got Wales as well. Because I didn't bring Death Stranding. If I brought Death Stranding, that would have taken that. Most most sea, sea life. life. <laughs> what a crap award for <laughs> yeah, that. Sorry. <laughs> um, man, oh, just play that first level of it. Just everyone play <laughs> it. It's so good. We didn't even talk about all the extra modes in it, which are pretty cool as well. Um, yeah. Like there's some really cool like journey, like not journey because that's the first thing, but where it's like, oh, a relaxation mode. And you go through like three different levels and it's all very relaxing and calm or like an intense version. Right. Next <laughs> up. A fun one. Yep. I think you're are you first. No, I went first, didn't I? Um, was that me or was that you? You went first. Me. Oh, I can't remember. You, I'll just go. Me, right. You. I've done the controversy. Oh, it is you. Yeah. Okay, go on. Right. Well, this is near automata or automata. I never really know how to pronounce it. Um, versus Dungeons and Dragons. I am bringing near. Um, this kind of came out of nowhere for me. Um, this game. I. I knew I I had seen I think the box art for the original Near. Um I didn't really know anything about it other than it was a bit of a hack and slash kind of game. Um and then this game came out and suddenly people started talking about it. There were like podcasts that we listened to gaming podcasts that we listened to where people were like, well, this game is crazy. Like, oh my goodness, the endings like endings <laughs> and I was like, What? What is this all? And people were kept on talking about it. I was like, right, I'm gonna shut off and not listen to any any of this anymore and I'm gonna uh, maybe give it a go. Um, and it came out at not too dissimilar time, I think, than Hellblade. I think there was a Christmas where I basically played both of those games together. Um, Nia is a Japanese um, third-person action game, kind of hack and slashy. Um, so you're just, you're just like slashing away with a couple of different movesets. Um, it is quite Japanese um, and it tells a story of this kind of far off future You're, we're, we're on earth the setting is earth um, where humanity seems to have disappeared and you're going to going around um, you know, fighting the machines who in these kind of uh, some aliens at some point came along and made machines sentient and it's great <laughs> it's great to say this in it with a straight face it's on. good <laughs> it's good aliens came down and made machines sentient and uh they started fighting back against the humans so then the humans created this android life these android um force to kind of fight them but because the the war was so bad the humans had to kind of shoot off to, to the moon to live there for the time being whilst the war waged raged raged on um on earth and you go through it and i can't really, <laughs> i can't really say much more about the story because one it's absolutely bonkers like so crazy and two it gets very spoilery very quickly um in terms of if you're actually talking about the story um the game has this is this is not a spoiler because if you play this game if you've heard of this game you probably would have already been told this that there are multiple endings to this game basically each time you finish it um the vast majority of times you play through from a slightly different um perspective and it just kind of changes up how you actually play the game um, and w what you witness in the game. That was already intriguing. How they then play out and towards the end left me in awe, 
with some of the um some of the moments um it's a very stylish game it's not like graphically like photorealistic but i think it's got its it's got its own style and it nails that i think it can be quite beautiful um to look at but not in like a this is so realistic um the one other thing i just want to mention kind of because i'm sure we'll talk about it more still in a second is uh i seem to have this as a bit of a trend with my games the soundtrack to this game is unbelievable i think it's it's better than tetris effect soundtrack i would agree yeah um like i i I can't really say much more other than just a million superlatives about it yeah um so so good and uh yeah that's where i'll leave it for near i'll leave it there you didn't even say the best bit about that game but i'll 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 clean it up in a minute Yeah, yeah yeah uh okay imagine a game where the only limit to how good the game is mm. is your own imagination. Okay. Dungeons and Dragons. Hold on, I'm going to make a note about what you just said there. <laughs> um, I'm going to come back to that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I put d and I mean, obviously we're a video game podcast. <laughs> but, That's um, not going to get brought up in a second at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the re- I think the reason I've brought this, and there's loads of games that I feel super bad that I didn't put on my list, like Undertale and... I don't know, Journey, Horizon, I feel like I should talk about <laughs> as a PlayStation podcast, maybe. But honestly, um, in the last 10 years, I mean, I've probably only been playing D&D for the last like four or five, maybe even like, not even that, maybe three years, four years. Uh, since So since I came back down, which has been th- three years. Yeah. Um, but we came, I came to it super late, always been kind of interested in when it's player. And, but then managing to get a group of friends together and get sessions going and then you know start off maybe playing like once a month or something and then actually just being realizing like this is the thing that i look forward to like almost like the most mm. and then just playing thanks for saying recording this together is oh, the thing you look yeah, forward yeah. to <laughs> um but then you know having that where we and then there was this good like maybe like month and a half where we played like every week yeah um, and then it culminated in things like when our campaign finished with our original group um we went on a trip up north to Manchester, got an Airbnb and just like finished the campaign over like two days there, which is was so fun and so oh, silly. And um, great memories. That's like probably the most that I've laughed um, of anything that I've done over the last like three years or so yeah. has been some stupid thing that we probably can't even say on air <laughs> that has happened in our campaign. Um which has been so great. And now we've we've started a sort of another ca- offshoot campaign because mm. uh, Jez and Tom, who are on the podcast, yeah, have, yeah. have abandoned us. <sighs> Unbelievable. Vloggers. Um, you can't trust... No, the TikTokers. No. Uh, TikTokers you can't sorry. trust these TikTokers. No. But, um, yeah, I, I, it's been so fun. And I, I've probably... Uh, well, me and Jez DM'd the first campaign and now I'm back DMing um, this campaign. and Just so fun. And like the creativity, like... I literally sit, I'll, I'll sit at work sometimes if, uh, and I'll be like, oh, I'm kind of bored. And, like, and then I just start jotting down like, oh, this would be super fun to do. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll write things down like, man, time travel. We should do, we should time do like tra- a tiny part of a campaign where there's some kind of time travel. And then I'll sit there thinking, oh man, this would be so cool. And then I'm like, no, this would not work. You can't plan this. Like time travel is ridiculous. You can't do that in a role playing game because inevitably someone will be stuck in a different time. Yeah. And how are you going to role play that? And it's so, it's so, so fun. And the, it, it kind of really is like the only limit you can put on it is what you. Yeah, 100%. What you um, yeah. I, I don't want to say anymore. I put it in and fifth edition came out in 2014, which yeah. I've been playing. So 
it counts. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Near Automata. Yes. It also turns into a flipping... I don't know what they're called. Like, uh, shoot them up. Hell, um, bullet hell. Bullet hell games at some points. Um, it's hacking. It's got an anti-upskirting part. Yeah. It's got... <laughs> But the best, the best bit of the freaking game is when you get the proper ending, uh, which of like twenty odd endings or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. The, the it's the ending credits. Well, uh, this, is, this is this is why I was like, did you not want to spoil? Well, that? I don't know. Maybe maybe maybe. Let's, let's not spoil it. But because maybe in the next round we can then start doing spoilers. So we've we've talked about these things and then people can go and win pause and uh, say. I don't know. I don't know if we want to. I don't know if we want to spoil that. But I just want to say it's it's incredible. Yeah. Such a cool idea! Yeah, what an emo- like when I remember getting to that part, and I was not, just like, not oh only my God. not only just like a fun like twist on credits, then it has suddenly, its own twist. It has its own twist in that twist, which has like a weird emotional weight to yeah. it, like really <laughs> like crazy strange emotional weight to this thing. Um, um, it's one of those amazing. It's it's one of those incredible things, kind of similar to how I felt about Tetris in a way, where it's like. You start doing something, you're like, oh, this is super fun. Oh, this is like hard. And then yeah. getting kind of frustrated now. Yeah. And then suddenly it clicks. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my God, how clever is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, I to- totally yeah. agree, man. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the only soundtracks I sort out. Yes. Similar to what I said about Life is Strange. Yeah. Near yeah. was the other one. Um, yeah. Soundtrack's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Dungeons and Dragons, I, I, I just have to reiterate everything you've said. Um, obviously, coming from it, who someone who hasn't DM'd at all and would never really want to, because I just don't think I can think on the on the spot quick yeah, enough. Yeah, it's, um, it's hard. Is, like, some of, as you say, some of my favourite memories over the last couple of years have been playing D&D. Um, and, yeah, some of the, the hardest I've laughed and um, amazing stories some pretty emotional moments during it yeah. as well like um there's been there's been near tear moments near tear near um it's an incredible it's so simple but so enjoyable just playing it with a group of friends as well yeah. like it, it's 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 a you, you can't it's not a single player game in the slightest kind no. of um it is an amazing thing a really amazing thing um, um, right, I'm not saying negatives. D and D is the best game ever, but it's not a video game. So <laughs> fair, yeah, I'll say it. <laughs> that so was going to be my negative. Um, was you, well, you, you, the point I wanted to make was you said the limit is what? What did you say? Your imagination. Your imagination. Mm. I've got a really bad imagination, so yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm terrible true. at it. <laughs> and I've got no friends. Yeah, and so. I've got no friends, so <laughs> yeah. it's really um, sad. Um, so D and D Fifth Edition gets the. Um, most 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 cannot say like i'm trying to say like most um the things we can't repeat most censored most censored (laughs) yeah absolutely um i do have a counterpoint for near but we'll we'll talk about that in the next round yeah 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 absolutely um okay next up is me first and this is a very interesting um combination this is the penultimate of this round um so i've brought arkham city um, and you've brought PT, the playable teaser. Yeah. Arkham City is the best game in the Arkham series, which I only really came to the conclusion of 
back in 2019 because mm. I think I would have always naturally on Arkham Asylum because it's so tight it's so focused but City is just a better game mm. um, and I think Asylum started it all but you know it, it, the ending is kind of jank because the Joker battle's bad and it, you know but but in terms of like the um, feeling of it Arkham Asylum's amazing but City just opens up and brings so much Batman lore yeah into this one map. It's unbelievable how much Batman there is. And I've talked so much about these games because I've played them all through this last year while we've been recording. Um, but I think um, the fact that it brings so many amazing villains in and obscure Batman villains in, and if you're a, if you're a Batman fan at all and you haven't played Arkham City, like kind of what are you doing? Mm. But also, you know, play that game and play it to the end because the ending of that game is unbelievable what they do. Yeah. Um, story-wise. And, you know, it gives you awesome, like, Rachel Ghoul story. You see, obviously, Talia Ghoul is in it. Um, you know, which could set up potential things in the future if Arkham, you know, if mm-hmm. maybe WB Montreal wants to stop cock-teasing us. <laughs> tell us what the frick they're doing. Yeah. Or if Rocksteady want to actually, like, sh- prove that they're alive or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so much cool in that game. The, the combat's good. Um, up, the up, little upgrades you can get to your armor and your gadgets are great. Um, I don't know what else to say about it, really. Can't release anymore. I've said so much about yeah. this game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, no, no. Uh, yeah. Arkham Knight, slightly let the side down a little bit, but sure, it's still good. City, sure. that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I need to obviously say, I this is this is the only game on this list that I've played zero minutes of. Um, I've seen a lot of it. I know a lot about it. I've seen you play bits of it and stuff. Um, I have no kind of yeah, op- yeah. opinion on it other than that I know people love it, which is great. Um, I am bringing PT. And PT's a funny one in that um, the game can be beaten in 20 minutes or odd. Um, is it a game? It's a teaser. It's a playable teaser for um, a game. Can we spoil this? What, what is the teaser for? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Sure. Yeah. PT was a playable teaser for an upcoming Silent Hills game. It's going to be like a reboot by Hideo Kojima, Guillermo del Toro, um, and Norman Reedus was going to be in it. Um, and this was uh, Shadow Dropped. I actually found it recently. It was actually Gamescom, I think, not E3. Um, when it was when it was released, um, or TGS or something like that, it was it was another games award uh, award show, not award show, just event, and they dropped it. Square Enix kind of came out and they had um, they said uh, no, it's no not Square Enix, Konami. Konami yeah. yeah, I was like what? Still got my head in the near space. Um, they were like, oh yeah, here's this new studio. Um, I think it's seven seven four seven studios, something like that, the number. And they were like, yeah, this this picture of this like stump in a wood and like just PT scrawled on it and it's like oh what's this oh you can download it now go for it no one had no one had said anything and uh Metal Gear Solid 5 was about to come out like next month after this um and everyone's like oh what's this all right go home download it all of a sudden I remember you you were actually up with me at this point you were were in Bradford yeah yeah yeah. and I remember you going on Twitter and just being like it's almost like this is the scariest game I've ever played. Like what? Like people are going mental, and you just like as it was going on, you're like more and more things like what like, the dude, hell? Dude, we should like download this. Yeah, game. <laughs> I was like, right, let's let's give it a go. Like, 
And we sat there and we played through it. And this was already at like midnight or like 11 o'clock. It was still pretty late and it was dark. And it was terrifying because it it kind of threw you back to the age of not having the internet. Like we knew nothing about this and we couldn't really find much out about it. And we just played through it. Dude, we've only just been able to find out about it. (laughs) Yeah, well, so, so... amazingly so there's this long history now of there's a guy who's kind of been kind of trying to break it open because unceremoniously um the the game ends and they it shows a little bit of a trailer for this new silent hills game and it reveals that it's Hideo Kojima behind it with Guillermo del Toro and Norman Reedus and then about a month or two later it was cancelled or maybe even short less time than that it was cancelled and it was pulled from the PlayStation Store. So if you, if you, even if you'd bought it, if you'd download it and then you deleted it, you still couldn't re-download it because it was gone. So you had to have it on your console to keep it. Um, and then this game disappeared. It's, it's, you cannot find it anymore. Um, a couple of people have tried to remake it and they keep on getting shut down by Konami. And it's now just this moment in gaming, which is unprecedented. There's never been any, I feel like there's never been anything like this before and anything that garnered this much buzz and excitement. And then that just turned to sheer anger towards Konami for, for pulling this out and, and getting rid of it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think what's fascinating is that we, we're still like f- four years later, Five years this year now, I think. I think it was 2015, I yeah. think. Um, still finding out stuff about this game. So like, there's just various different aspects about it. The fact that Lisa, this ghost who's in the game, is actually behind you the whole time you're playing. And you have no idea, but it's there the whole time. Loads of little things that are so cool. It's just so refined and pure as an experience. Um, it must have been... We've, just to say our experience with this, we've played through this game probably like 10 times yeah I, i've played like through legit, it like, like so many times and obviously now when we when we sit down and do it which we still do yeah um like it's just like oh cool yeah it's this bit all right let's find all the picture pieces okay oh this is a bit where she's gonna be in the doorway of the bathroom yeah. okay cool we'll do this oh this is where she's just bought behind us like yeah and it's just kind of like okay we'll do this all right we get through oh nice okay now we can finish it yeah i'd like to i'd love to like see someone's first experience again with it yeah because I I can I can remember when we started playing it like when we first played it, but now it's become just sort of a case of like you, we know oh, what's going to do. It still it, it still fills me with dread. It's as still we're playing scary. It. Yeah, it's still but, like it's still the atmosphere and the, the, the noises and stuff. It's still horrible. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I just love to see someone's like what the hell is this? Yeah, like, I oh, I did what, it like. I did it for my games night that I do with a couple of other friends who aren't really gaming people. And we played through it once just on a whim because I think we were waiting for someone to arrive. So we're like, oh, I was like, ah, well, let's just play this. This is kind of fun. And everyone like, what's this? We started and we're like, what the hell is going on? And everyone by the end was just like, oh my God, what's happening? Um, Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool, cool thing. Mm. Um, Obviously, yeah, I can't really comment on Arkham City then. Um, Obviously, you've, you've said a bit about PT. Um, any negatives and stuff um, for, for Arkham City? Arkham City? Um, I, uh, I guess, like, playing it on super easy, you can kind of mash your way mm-hmm. through a lot of the combat encounters. Um, there's a li- um, I don't know. It's a, there's a little bait and switch, I guess, with, like, the villains and stuff. Sure. And, 
Um, and then even then it's like, it's like Bane switch. And then it's like, by the way, this is a Batman game. So it's Joker, right? <laughs> like, so, you, yeah. oh yeah, that was the thing, but this is the big story of the whole game. But by the way, Joker, Joker is Batman. Is Batman. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I guess with it. Um, you don't, they, they, you don't have to pluck something. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not, I can't really think like people, people love this game. Like, oh yeah. Everyone loves this game. It's in, it is incredible, like because I, I was gonna say like oh maybe because it doesn't feel quite as tight as Asylum, but it's still a really tight game. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I think yeah. Without uh, no, I, I suppose the negative is this. Um, it's it's open world, mm. but it you know we were talking about Red Dead Redemption Two earlier. Like this this is the this is the opposite end where it's like these are just huge cubes that yeah. I can glide around and then. Yeah. Are there some people at the bottom that I can attack? Like this isn't a building. Yes, these are just yeah, some yeah. random cubes that, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's an it's an earlier game as well. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's if I feel like there might be like a boss battle or something that I'm not too keen on. Mm. I think uh, I'm, there's the penguin one near the beginning where you you get to penguin and then and then he just like you fall through this thing and then he's just like, oh, now fight Solomon Grundy, this big boss thing, yeah. which is a kind of obscure dc villain and yeah, it's like yeah. oh right okay <laughs> yeah. cool yeah yeah and then yeah, yeah. but that even that's quite cool um yeah uh, yeah i mean ne- pt like negative P- this is this is a hard one to say because like it's obscure as shit it's obscure as shit like i don't think okay i'm gonna go as far as say is i don't think you can naturally finish this game and see the the video yeah. without completely by accidently doing it. Uh, well, up until like recently. Up until you recently, like, yeah. I, like, if you were just playing the game without online and without help and stuff, yeah. I don't think you can physically finish this game without accidentally finishing it. Yeah. Because basically you have to say a word. You have to physically (laughs) say a word and the camera or your microphone or something has to pick it up. If you don't have those plugged in, you can't finish it. Yeah. And the finish is the whole point of the game, kind of. Um, Uh, Yeah, I don't know if I really agree with that, though. Because it's still like, it's still just a fucking horrible... Sure, sure. Okay, yeah. But the the payoff... The point of it. The the, the point. Yeah. I I guess the negative is that the point of it is pretty like oh that's how you do it to yeah. get and that's never gonna happen do yeah you know what i mean yeah like, yeah oh, oh you're talking about the ending yeah how like to the, finish the, the game the, movie, yeah, yeah. the ending movie that you yeah. get is kind of like really obscure to get and that's never gonna happen well yeah. it was what death stranding became yes yeah exactly and and i think that's that's i suppose the biggest negative is one you can't get this game anymore it doesn't exist <laughs> yeah and two um it kind of it it ultimately doesn't lead to anything because the game Silent Hill is, isn't going to exist unless for some reason it does in the future. But ultimately it stands as this one little piece. I think it's an incredible gaming moment and piece of history in gaming. And I, again, it's one of those amazingly pure experiences where it set out to do one thing and it nailed it, like nailed it so well. Um, but ultimately speaking, I, th- I think I, I, I'm happy to give this to Arkham City because it's it's kind of loosely in the term a game like PT. It's, mm. it's I, I think 
uh, ultimately, if Silent Hills came out and it was good, I think I would feel more like, oh, but then that might change the whole kind of yeah. thing. That, that would change the whole uh, romance about it. Um, but I'm, I just kind of wanted it to be talked about and still remain in people's minds because of how amazing it was. Yeah. Um, um, okay. What do you think? Yeah, this is hard. This is this is hard. This because um, I love I love Arkham City. Mm. I'm a, I'm a massive Batman fan, as you may have guessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, I don't. I can't really do horror. Yeah, it, it's an, it's again. It's similar to what we said about Tetris Effect. In um, if you don't like that genre of music or that that kind of aspect of it then the game is going to be crap for you, basically. Yeah. With this, if you can't deal with kind of pretty intense horror stuff... And, like, the jump scare, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Because it's like, it's, like, it's like horrible feeling horror. It's seeing some shit that disappears. It's grim horror. Yeah. It's jump scare horror. It's... Despair. Like, horror, yeah. like dread and... A grim... Uh, a, a proper bummer of a story. <laughs> like, yeah, horrible, <laughs> horrible. Um... um yeah, if you don't, if you obviously you can't play it. Yeah. But um, if you, I mean, yeah, well, I guess you can play one of the like modded thing if it's still up. That can't yeah, the, there are about. some that you can find out, out and about. But do watch it. Yeah, not, either either try watch. And try and find the one where there's like no one reacting to it, just just yeah. someone playing through it. Alternatively, just come around here because I've still got it on my PlayStation, yeah. so uh, we're good. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Arkham City. Yeah, I, I'm 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 happy with that as well. Um, yeah it's all good it's hmm. all good uh, what does what does what does what, PT, what PT get? get it should have um, the best chicken baby <laughs> yeah award. that's right the best chicken fetus <laughs> yeah best chicken fetus yeah <laughs> and when you see that bit you'll know what we're talking about <laughs> Okay, so we've had some tough decisions. Yeah. <laughs> I uh yeah. You're I think you're going first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next up, the last one in our first round. Um we have the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt and his expansions. Versus Oh really? <laughs> versus God of War twenty eighteen. Um, so I'm bringing The Witcher 3 um, and I, I've i spoken a lot about this game since we started the podcast um, because it was, it was just, I think when our first episode, I think I was in the middle of kind of finishing the main game and then throughout several other episodes I played through the DLC um, packs as well. Um, so I've spoken a lot about this game and I made a statement, I think, a while back, which for a long, long time, as some of you may know, and I know Chris knows, I'm a huge Metal Gear Solid fanboy, massive fanboy. Um, and I always said in my mind that Metal Gear Solid 4 was my favorite game of all time. Um, I know a lot of people would disagree that saying it's the best one in the series or anything like that, but I'm a sucker for something wrapping up something, being the end of something. Um, you prefer Return of the Jedi to A New Hope? I do, yeah, you I do. You prefer Return of the King to Fellowship of the Ring. Exactly. That's exactly. your thing. Yeah, that's, that's just kind of my mantra often with it. Um, I like an ending. 
Um, and that would that that no game ever came close to me really wanting to say, oh, I actually thought this. I preferred this. The Witcher Three was that game that came along and went, nah, this is. I think this is my favorite game of all time. Um, and I've I've put a lot of over well over 100 hours into it now. Um, I'm starting my next playthrough to get the platinum with it, which means I have to play through the whole game on Death March, which is going to be so hard. Um, this game was everything that I wanted in a game. An amazing story, really beautiful, a great cast of characters, um, depth in mechanics that you can go as deep as you want to into or you can kind of just avoid um amazing locations um side like a wealth of side stuff in a fantasy setting i love i'm a suck i love a fantasy role-playing kind of game i i think i don't i don't i don't ask for them or, or think about them as much as i actually love them when i play them so I, I wouldn't actually if someone said what's your favorite game like genre or something i wouldn't be like oh a fantasy role-playing game um but actually when i play one i always get absorbed by it i think i find it so easy to absorb myself in those type of games and this was the absolute pinnacle of that um for me it it also has a great soundtrack as well um but f- my kind of main point about this game was that I think since it came out and the reception to it and then to its kind of the DLC, um, the extra stories that it told after and then finishing off the story there, this game has pushed other games forward. I think it it changed the genre of an open world fantasy game. I think Skyrim came along and did that to to a pretty big degree. You know, it definitely changed the game. I think this game immediately made everyone go, we should be holding these kind of games to a higher standard. Like they could be this. They don't need to be this janky half running piece of crap that Skyrim was. Skyrim is amazing as well, by the way. Um, But we can push forward and it's actually crafting the genre and pushing it forward. Um, And I don't think many games can really say that with such um like dominance and that is why i bought the witcher 3 okay i have brought 2018 playstation exclusive (laughs) (laughs) god of war okay (laughs) i mean you talk about a soundtrack man it's got one good song um, I th- I I prefer God of War soundtrack to which these. It's got a very good. They've both got very good. Now, I think we I, right. This is the tough one. This is me, this is the hardest one. Let me talk about God of War. Yeah, talk. About I that. was not interested at all in this game. I was when we, we this is way before we started doing this podcast. I said, ah, I don't really care about God of War. I'm like meh. Then they come out and they are like, hey. Here's a little boy. Hmm. Look at this little boy. Running was this cute little boy? Are you talking about w- when you uh, when you saw the trailer? Or was this before? Are you, 
when you were like, I'm not into it. When you watched the trailer, were you then I'm into it? Yeah, so so it comes up and people are like, oh, it's God of War. And I was like, "Uh, I don't care. I don't care about God of War. And then little little boy. 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 And then out pops Kratos. And I'm like, oh, Kratos. He's got that hipster beard now. He shaved his head. Mm. They do some hunting. He's got a big axe. Cool. Whatever. And then I was like, "Uh, I don't really care about God of War. Then the trailers kept coming. Mm. And they were closer. And then people were like, hey, by the way, this game's good. <laughs> like, this really game's like good. really good. And then then you see him throwing this axe. Mm. And then you see him throwing the axe with two hands. Mm. And then I was like, dude, I think I'm in on God of War. Mm. And I bought that day. Mm-hmm. And um man, I think I'm just kind of a sucker for like this like like a grizzled person with a young innocent <laughs> yeah. uh, sidekick going around and going on an adventure like last of us god of war like yeah uh, uh walking dead season one like mm. th- i think that's just kind of like such an easy in for like mm. making you love something um the again me for me like story is where things like fall or i love them the story that like i feel like this may be The Walking Dead, but though I feel like those games are the only ones that actually probably physically brought a tear from me mm. out of the out of this list. That the moment at the end of the game where the, they reach the goal of what they're trying to do, um, and they don't. There's not, you know, some lesser games would give you some kind of spiel and dialogue. I'm gonna play dirty right now. You ready? Lesser games would go into a little cutscene and, and a narrator would say, Oh, because of this, Geralt of Rivia did this. Lesser mm. games would do that. This game, Kratos and his son, they're just there. <laughs> and this and they and they have this silent moment. And you're there and you and you just feel the emotion and the fact that they've done what they wanted to. And what they were trying to do was so heartbreaking. Mm. And then they have their walk back and you think the game's over and then they smash you in the face with two twists in a row with the story. <laughs> um, little things like, cause I, I kind of, it's been a while since I played this two years ago that it came out now. And every now and then I just think, and I'm like, Oh, was that game as good as I remember? Mm. And then I think about things and I think of like, man, remember the first time you see the world snake, or the mm. world serpent, and then just kind of like rowing around, yeah, rowing around the area. And then, Oh, he's moved. Oh, this whole set of different yeah. part of the maps appeared, and this new loot I can go and find. And, um, the, the the dwarfs and their banter between each other, and then when they finally meet up towards the end, yeah. Um, the side missions that you could totally just skip with the dragons and yeah, uh, things like that just um, the differences in terms of the worlds and how they play um, are incredible, and I think the enemy types as well that you know there's a sort of section nearly towards the end of the game where you um you kind of just you're in this area and then they just throw like like oh like portals open it's just yeah, like this way yeah, this yeah. type of enemy and then this one and then this kind of mini boss and then these different enemies together so you're having to work out how to yeah how to fight them and you realize how much you've like learned like some people say oh that's maybe like a little bit cheap but it, it made me play it and i was like man i've learned all this stuff i've yeah. learned so much playing this game um and then you've got one of the best boss fights ever in right at the beginning of the game. Yeah. 
with the fight against um, Boulder, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah with Boulder. Yeah. Um, where the scope is crazy. It's like the Man of Steel fights or something. Yeah. And then when moment X happens in the game, and which I won't spoil, but the moment that happens that changes the game and the way that you're traveling to this place to go and collect something mm. and the sky changes. Yeah. And he's not talking and he's gone silent and he, and then he gets something, he gets the thing that he's gone to collect and then you just go, yes. And then, yeah. but then you go, ah, oh. and then there's that moment, there's that sort of moment at the end where he like takes off his bands. He's got around it. Like the, the yeah. kind of like bands around his arm. Oh man. Um, one of the one of those moments, yeah, in gaming. One of those like, oof. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that. I'll never forget yeah. that moment of um, when that game changes like that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, no one expected that game to be that. I don't think. No, no one expected that game to be that good at all and especially after um i think sony santa Mon- monica were meant to be making a totally different game and they basically shelved it and cancelled it and the guy who was the lead director of that then went on to do fallen order um oh, so, 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 yeah, the same guy yeah left then um after supposedly like being quite far through a game cancelling it and then restarting and then doing this i think naturally you'd be like ah like there's issues there kind of like something's not going to be right about it. And then it was amazing. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I, that, I, I think I, that's, I, I think that's fair enough. I think I, yeah, I don't really have a huge amount extra to say. Cause I think you summed it up really well there. Um, I think, the it's such a good looking game as well yeah like so it, good looking. it does look incredible um really good looking um i loved it so much the again there's a lot of things in certain games where like you're just a satisfaction loop or like a feeling and something just feels right or it doesn't sometimes the the act of throwing your axe and then recalling it was i think you could that could have been such a flop as an idea um it's a, it's a cool idea and it, and it, but the execution could have been it, it just even if something was just slightly different or something slightly off it wouldn't have been a satisfying thing to do it was so good and it, it, i would walk around and literally just throw it whilst i was walking just to feel the satisfaction of the and they knew that because you do that for certain puzzles yeah in the game exactly as well. you they, have it's, to throw it to it's them. a mechanic in the game i mean go and if, if you have both of these games on your PlayStation or, or your console, mm. or whatever, right now, play an hour of Jedi Fallen Order mm. with the lightsaber throwing unlocked, stuff like that. Then shut it off, delete it from your PlayStation. Yeah. Play God of War for 20 minutes and throw your axe, and you'll see what I'm talking about when I say that there's something not right about how the yeah. lightsaber feels. And I feel like it's games like God of War that made me think, no, this is how a weapon like that should feel in this game. Like, I think there is a. I think it's becoming more, more and more evident or we're seeing it a more bigger discrepancy kind of between when a game feels right, when it's trying to do something and when it doesn't, it can really make that disconnect with, with enjoying the game as much. Um, and God of War felt right. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Um, man, this is, this is the kind of moment where I'm like, I don't really even want to say anything bad about either of these games because like, 
I can say bad things about The Witcher. I can say bad things about God of War. I just don't like like want to because I don't think either of them deserve to have anything bad to say. I think we have to though because yeah. I I don't know how we're going to decide this. I genuinely, I honestly don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll I'll okay. Let me say the things. Yeah. About yeah. The say, Witcher. Yeah. Say your issues with it. Or yeah. Or whatever you want I've, to say okay. about it, whether it's good or bad. So, um, number one. <sighs> There's something that just rubs me up the wrong way about games where they're just every five seconds I'm having to drop something because I suddenly can't run anymore mm. because of inventory. I've, I've, yeah, inventory issues. Kind of fucks me off a little bit. Yeah. Um, especially when it, and this isn't, this is not just a Witcher thing. This is get any game that does this mm. where I, I'll, I'll carry three clubs and yeah. that means I'm over the weight limit for what I can actually carry. But then I can carry one million bits of, uh, these flowers or this gold yeah. or something that I can craft with where it's like come on are you doing are, are you gonna are you doing it are you gonna be completely realistic in terms yeah, of what yeah. the, how this works or are you not because yeah. it seems like you're doing it for here but not for here but that's not that's not just the yeah. witcher at all yeah I think that's um, probably like a, a a philosophy a game yes, like game design sure. philosophy type for of sure. thing saying this would be ridiculous if you couldn't carry a million yeah. of these whereas you'd break the game if you could carry a million yeah. of these type of things. But I get what you mean. Um, the other, the other two, there's only two other real issues I can, th- I, that come to mind mm. straight away. One of them's not, is kind of a huge issue, but isn't. And that's about like the movement. See this. Okay. So I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> I didn't know this. And I, I, because I played the game so much over yeah. such long, I kind of, I became accustomed to it yeah. and it then felt fine. There is an option in the settings where you just, t- you just change the- to, it's so weird. And I don't know why they did this, but maybe this was what they wanted as their vision of it and stuff. It's set to alternative, the movement. You can switch it to, I think it's called like normal or something like that. You do it, it suddenly plays like a normal game and right. you move like a normal character. I wish I'd known that earlier and I would have just got used to it. Suddenly he moves exactly like a third person character should yeah. move. So it's one of those things where I'm like, I get, I agree and I understand and I get the negative, but I kind of have to be like, it's not a negative as well because you can, you can wipe out that issue. Yeah, that's true. But I, I know I, I didn't know that was there. Exactly. And, and it, I played that. I, I was sort of, playing a couple hours of Witcher with you then I was going home playing yeah. Persona or then then I was like then I didn't play it for a couple of months then I go back to it and then I play something else for a bit and then that. Yeah, yeah. so I, every time I was going out and you're in, not absorbed like, into it and you oh can't my God, like he moved like literally I would like touch the I would barely touch it and he's like swiveling exactly. around and, uh, I'll, I'll I'll include Roach a little bit on the movement thing as yeah well, I think that's fair enough yeah. he can be a bit of a jank yeah yeah, yeah um last my last gripe yeah oh I've kind of got two and these are more story-based sure. things and how decision-making works in mm-hmm. the game. So I decided fairly early on to go against the grain and I was like, hashtag Team Triss yes. all the way. And obviously that's like not really what Geralt is in terms of the books and the actual yeah, the lore, lore of The Witcher because, yeah. you know, yeah, he's in love with Yennefer and all that stuff. Now I made the choice to go... Tris, and yeah. then there was the whole romance thing and then they've got a little um, bit together where they talk about oh we could do this or oh, we'll yeah. go here 
Um, but I felt like the game still just kind of went, no, Yennefer. Yeah. And like, even to the point where like, towards the end, it was like, no, you're going to go on this super big mission with Yennefer. And I was like, oh, okay. I kind of wish this was Triss. Mm. Like I kind of made that decision. Then I was like, I kind of wish this was actually Triss and yeah. not Yennefer, who isn't, is barely in the beginning of the game. And then it's just kind of there, like fucking there the whole time mm. at the end. And I was always like, no, yeah, we don't like him. Um, so that was partly just my bias, but then also like I, it gave me the option of a decision and then took yeah. it away kind of. Um, and the other thing is, um, the, the, without, without trying to spoil anything, you make certain decisions in the game that will affect the ending of the game that you yeah. get. But I feel like every single one of these decisions is within the last like hour and a half of the game. Do you, do you yeah, see what I mean? Yeah. There, I, th- I think if you like break it down, I think there's a list of six things yeah. which you make six decisions of. I think one is in, so the, the game is split into three acts. Act one is like 30 hours of the game. Act two is like five or 10 hours. And then act three is like another 10 hours of the game, mm. roughly speaking. So it's, it's heavily weighted towards act one. And I think only one of the decisions is there. I think two are in act two. And then I think three are, or maybe four. Okay. I think it's, I think it's one, two, and then four right. in the last act. Um. Which yeah, I can I can I can see that being. Yeah, I I, I don't know. It just kind of felt, and I, and a part of that's the problem with how I played that game. And since like I played probably like two thirds of it way in the past before yeah. I even picked up the ending to finish it. Yeah. Um, and it kind of just felt like it was super back weighted in yeah. terms of the story dump kind of thing of yeah 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 this and then yeah I think I think that I think that's fair enough like my. My issues with The Witcher would be kind of similar to what you're saying there, um, in that I think Act 1 um, goes on for too long. And I think that it then, by doing that, it makes it feel like Act 3 is so much more lore and it will like a story heavy because you've spent so long doing other stuff in the game that mm. then suddenly it's like, right, here's the rest of the story kind of type, type thing. Um, and look there's probably reasons for them doing that and stuff but i i that's probably my biggest gripe with the game now that i've understood that you can actually control the character normally yeah, i'm like oh yeah, it's yeah. not an issue anymore um i think the yen thing is the yen interesting is an is an interesting point to bring up i think look i'm going to i'm going to protect it cuz it's my game yeah. so i'm going to protect it and argue against not against it really but and say I think, okay, and this is without having played the other games or read the books, but done a lot of reading of the previous story of the games. Um, I think if certain things in the game would be swapped for Triss instead of Yen, it wouldn't make sense in terms of the world of the witch and the history of things. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that she is a more important character than Triss is because she is a more important character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, there's you can you can make it so that it wasn't that way around and stuff. But I think that's probably the argument back there. Just being, it did give you the option to have that romance, and you get your ending with them, and you have certain scenes where you where there are like clashes almost because of 
the decision you made. So Yen will like sometimes say certain things because you're actually with Tris now. But the the, the problem I had was yeah. right, there's this moment where you come you something happens, you come yeah, back yeah. to care more and where everyone is sort of camped. Yeah. And then Yen just out of nowhere just kisses Geralt. Yeah. And that happened in mine. And like Geralt wasn't like, hey dude, get off me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and then like Triss is there and then there's sort of like an, a kind of awkward, semi-awkward bit. And they don't even fucking mention it. Triss yeah. is never like, yeah, hey, fucking get off my dude. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, I feel like Triss would have like done something there or like, yeah. Or, or like there should have been an awkward moment where Geralt was like, I'm sorry, she just like jumped on me or something. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And yeah. I was yeah. Like, because I remember watching it and I was like, get off my boy. Get off. Get off my boy. Yeah, I get you. I get you. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, that, that, I think that's all right. Um, God of War, negatives. Um, you can't jump. Hey, good point. Good point. You can't jump. You can't jump. And I think, I think like jokingly, that is like a th- an actual thing. As in like... You'd break the game if you could jump. Yeah. Sure. I think it's one of these things similar to... Because you'd end up like in the water as well, wouldn't you? And yeah. you can't go in... Can you go in the water? Good I don't question. Know, I don't think you can. I don't think, I don't you, think can. you can. I don't think yeah. you can. Um, but there are a lot of like areas and moments where it's kind of like, I should be able to do this. Although yeah. there's a, yeah, there's a yeah, lot yeah. of those kind of aspects to it. And that isn't like, for me, that's not really like an issue, but it's one of those things where I'm like, "Mm, this can be annoying at certain aspects where I'm like, come on, like you can make that jump because it's the same height as you, but you just can't make it because you're not allowed to do the, you're not allowed to lift you up unless there is a color of stone that you can lift yourself up on type of thing. Um, I think there's, sections of the game which again like none none of it like i may i'll come across critical here but i don't really care about any of these issues like um i think there are sections of the game i think i think it could be trimmed down a bit i think there's Mm. a there's a couple of bits where it's a bit go here go there that's an exactly what it's my biggest issue with the witcher 3 is i think like the pacing of certain aspects could be improved I think there are aspects of God of War where that is a case where it's kind of like, ah, oh, we went here to get this. We didn't get it. We've got to go, oh, no, but because we've got to go get this other thing. Yeah, but let me get the other thing first. And there's, a, there's a little bit of that, which is just happens in so many stories. So it's kind of like it's just yeah, normal yeah, yeah. now. But um, if, we're, if I'm picking at things. Um, and I think the there's a, there's a... Like the bosses... I think having, I don't have the huge history of God of War, but God of War 3, mm-hmm. like, God of War is about a spectacular boss battle. Yeah. And you had one of the best boss battles, but it wasn't spectacular in the same way. The grandeur, the size and things, really, realistically, you can just wasn't there in that game. Like, it was just going for something completely different, which is fine, yeah. because it was a, it was a reimagining of it, which is fine. The big, the big moment of that was a cutscene. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, and yeah, I think I think maybe like there's a few things that like the armor and stuff are a yeah, bit like tacked on. Like redundant. It's kind of like somewhere. we needed to put some RPG kind of aspect in yeah. here. So we've, we're going to 
put this in it and stuff. Um, which again, I think a lot of my issues in quotes with God of War are, I think you could have been even more trim with this. I think you could have been even more refined with this in, in what you're going. And I think you would have got something better out of it. Mm. Um, and then maybe a few additional like traversal situations. I think the traversal thing is, that's going to be a big thing they change in for the second one. I really I hope. That, I, I really, really, really will, hope. Yeah. Because it's, I, it, that doesn't limit you. It, you need to rethink things. We need to think about things. You can't suddenly put a ledge there when you don't want them going up there. You just make it a wall. Like you can get around that. That doesn't have to be an issue. But it's it's that disconnect of like, ah, oh, this is going to break the world if we do this. Well, it's annoying that it breaks the world if you want to just climb something. Because you... You also, am I right in thinking you don't actually have, you can't just climb on anything. You can only climb on things which are predetermined to be climbed on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so there's no, like, climb button. No, you no. Just, you, if you it's climb a prompt when you get to something that... That's it, yeah. Then... Which is, yeah, so that's another aspect, I think, which just linking in the same kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think that's... I think maybe, as well, Boulder was cool but maybe a little underwhelming, maybe? I think if you really super pay attention when you're going through Helheim, yeah, and you listen to those story bits, yeah, there, I think it, I think he is a really cool villain. Okay. When you talk, when it talks about him and Freya and the, yeah, the relationship there and why he's got such a, yeah, crunch. okay. Um, but when you think God of War boss, yeah, it's, it's again, that weird disconnect of like, oh, this is a reinvention. So don't bring your yeah. preconceived things into it. Um, I think his, I definitely think it's true in that his, the final fight is underwhelming, yeah. especially because of the first one. Yeah. I think it's, it's like annoying how good the first one is because then it makes the end one. Like, I don't think even if the first one wasn't so good. I don't think the end one would suddenly feel better. I don't think it's that great of a finish final fight. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's that's it really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christopher! All right. Um, I think. Yeah. Okay, hear me out. Here's my negative for God of War then. Yeah. So I think it's incredible. I think it looks absolutely stunning. Mm. And I think it plays probably the best out of any of these games for me personally. Yeah. I think it plays the best out of any of the games mm. we've probably mm. talked about. And yeah. I think they made an incredibly tight, inc brilliant feeling game mm. that has to be this way. Yeah. Because if anything isn't quite like that, it feels like it would totally break. Yeah. And in some, at some points, I kind of feel like everything is very surface. This is where you're playing and this is how this thing works. And that's where you are. Don't look here. Do you know? Yeah, even, yeah, even, yeah. Though you, you, even though that doesn't make sense, you can look anywhere. No, no, no. But it's, do you it's know like what I'm trying a, to say? You're like, yeah, it, it's metaphorically speaking. You can't like, there's maybe, there's not that much... It's kind of, this feels weird to say this, but it's kind of on rails. 
the game. I think on rail, it may kind That's of like on a, rails. That, I'm trying to super simplify. I think I think a better way of saying it is, and I think we're make, we're making the same point here. Yeah. Is say you're at the theatre. Yeah. And you're watching an incredible production go on. Yeah, yeah. And then every now and then you go, oh, this looks really, this thing looks amazing. Like, how have they mm. got this person flying on stage? And then you think, oh, okay, well they've they've got some kind of wire there and yeah. I know there's going to be some guy at the side who is there controlling something. Yeah. And there's yeah. some points where like, I'm like, oh my God, this fight was so cool. I, I threw this there and then I'll go to this bit and he'll lift the rock up and go through. And I know, I know something's loading. Yeah. I know something's loading. And, and then I'm like, I know I can't get in that water. I know I have to, I know I have to dock my boat at this specific place. Yeah. yeah. I know I have to, um, I know I'm going to get to here and then I'm going to fight this troll. Yeah. And I've fought a blue troll and now I'm going to fight a red troll. And the trolls are another. Th- and like, I suppose, I suppose it, it's, it it's, doesn't... It almost, I think, I feel like you could almost peek behind and you can almost yeah. see the, everyone working and going like, yeah. no, like Don't the look... wizard of Oz moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like no, I th- just I th- focus on this. I think what you're, what we, I think it's a similar kind of thing with that is I don't think it rewards um, you being creative kind of that much. Like it, yes. it, it yeah. wants you to do something and you can only do that type of thing, which is yeah. not always a negative, but I think it, you, I think it's quite obvious in this game. That that's yeah. the case yeah. and that, that's that. where there's an aspect of that um um god <laughs> god of war is not my favorite game of all time yeah the witcher 3 might, is, might be your favorite game of all time yeah so i think i probably can't in good faith suggest knocking your favorite game of all time although it fucking sucks at these two games yeah do you know what i mean like if it it had been like if it'd been like god of war against maybe some of the other games that we've even gone through yeah i actually think some of the games that are already through this next round god of war is better than yeah 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 i would i would i would 100 agree that's Um, the nature of the game yeah but i i totally agree with you that that's like out of all of the games that aren't there that is the one which i could have actually gone no, I think this was the best game of the decade. Like I could, I, yeah. I would have felt happy saying yeah, God of War sure. is my favorite game of the decade. Like God of War is probably, probably my second favorite game of the decade, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And think... The Witch is probably my, like in my top three, maybe, if not yeah. definitely top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think. Yeah. Okay. Witcher 3 through God of War, obviously the award is best boy. Best boy. Best boy. boy. I feel like that's. Absolutely. The... Right. Okay. Let's take a pause for a second, because what we're going to do now is um, we're going to we've we've got our games. We've written them down on a bit of paper. We fold them in half. We're going to mix them all up and then we're going to we're going to repick these out um, and kind of pair them off again for the next round. I also really need some water. So yeah, we're going to take pause a real here. pause. Cool. OK, so that is that is all of our quarter finalists selected. Um, in the next episode, we're going we're gonna to put those all together and we're going to kind of shuffle them around and pair them off. And then uh, we'll continue our debate and our fight to find the game of the decade. Could be some tasty matchups. Indeed, indeed. There could be some easy ones. There could be some hard ones. Who knows? Um, Who knows, indeed. Indeed. 
Chris, where can where can everyone find us on uh, social media? If you so wish, you could go onto twitter.com and you could search at In Dreams Club. That would take you to our Twitter account. You can follow us. Mm-hmm. We'll follow you back. Guaranteed. Um, interaction, cohesion on Twitter. Indeed. Indeed. Um, and you can also pop over to our website, which is www.indreamsclub.com um, and have a little check out there. And uh, I think that's going to do it for uh, for this episode. Make sure you tune in for uh, for next week. Next week? Yeah, it'll probably be next week, I imagine we'll put it up. Um, I'm still angry about God of War. Yeah, that, that one kind of hurts <laughs> me as well. <laughs> um, but as always, thank you very much for listening. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Silly. Oh, I wonder if there's ever been a time where I've just got the intro done straight.